Peace. Everyone, or I could say no one, because there's no one here yet. I didn't do a pre-thing. Pre so I'll give everybody a couple of seconds to get in while I um, get my, some of my organization for the day. Probably just heard that, uh, that notification. They start, they starting already on me. They're already starting in on me. I usually peace sister Kashir. Give thanks for the, for the uh, sound check as always. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Peace Shannon. Peace Hassan. Okay, y'all are here. All right. Aquila. <laughs> YG Gutter. Okay. I have my head down. Let me see you all here. Peace Shun. Peace everyone. Peace, peace, peace. Yeah. All right. So I guess I'll have to look at these later. Nikki Love. Um. Yeah, man. So, yeah, yeah. Give thanks for for another day. We're moving past the um, equinox, of course. And um, you know, you may have felt peace, Shannon. Part two, version two. Um, you may have noticed some energy. Peace, Urod, the Bush Doctor. You know, greetings, everyone. You know, really, I know people are like saying that. Um, They've been able to get a lot of value from these sessions and whatnot, but I'm going to reiterate the most important part is just meeting each other. Honestly, I mean, peace, Gypsy Gray, Shade, peace, Baba Emmanuel, peace, Baba Cruz. Yeah, we are okay. Y'all are here. <laughs> peace, Andreen, Ia Andreen, Ia Alderay, Alderay. You know, peace, everyone. Yeah, man. Yeah, but like I said, the most important part is really this. This could be it. <laughs> like I said, it's so powerful when you're able to align yourself. Peace, peace, Brother Vermont. It's interesting. Brother Vermont, you come in almost at the same exact time every segment. I've been noticing that. You must have a, a pretty regimented dawning. Well, it seems like you have a regimented dawning. I could be wrong. I notice every you come in at the same time every time. But um yeah man. Day has uh been opened up. Peace, brother Antonio. Brother Christian. Yeah, all the way from over there. <laughs> uh yeah, this is the most important part. Yeah, yeah, as you notice I'm not outside today. Um I I uh pretty much been up working since about 1 1 a.m. Well, I think it was 1.20 you know um, I fell out a little earlier than usual and then got up about 1 so I think I fell out about 10 literally like head back in the chair laid down peace Amazi laid down and then got up at 1 and just been going going from there so I didn't even um yeah, I had a nice rhythm going, so I didn't even go outside and do my thing yet, which is cool because actually now, this time of year, I wouldn't normally go out as early. I just do it so that I could do these segments with y'all, 
but actually if I go out a little later, then I get I get sun. You know, so like yesterday I did the segment, then I went back out later to get some sun on my skin. So at least this way now, I'll just go out once. You know what I mean? Um, did you ever get? You know what? I haven't seen the lady yet. No, I haven't seen her. Um, I even walked like after I did yesterday's live. I walked the way that I normally see it on streets. Didn't see it. Now, granted, it's been a little cooler outside in the dawning, so she's 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 older, so maybe she moves different based on the weather. I'm not sure, you know. So, um, yeah, I'll see her. I know I will. I know I'll see her. You know what I mean? But no, I haven't seen her yet. But I've been I've been looking. You know, I definitely been looking. Um, yeah, man. So, like I said, the most important thing is the greeting because. Getting synced up and aligned for the day is like, it's critical. Let me stop. I'm, I'm over here half talking, half reading emails. That's that sick multitasking. I gotta, I, sometimes I, I get caught up in. You know, sometimes we brag about our ability to multitask and don't, we don't realize that that's actually not necessarily always a good thing. You know, in most cases, it's a, it's a, it's a bad thing. You know, there's a, there's a um, scripture that talks about a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. You know, and that's 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 always been, um, I think for, for me, it's very it's very, always been a very important um, piece of wisdom. You know, not necessarily just for my actions, but because I think we all can, we all know somebody unstable. You know, I mean, I think everybody has had, there's so much dysfunction in America that it's hard not to know an unstable person, you know? And then when you read the part where it says unstable in all his ways, and of course that's a double-minded man or woman, unstable in all their ways, I think it, it takes on a different kind of significance, you know? He's Deidre, you know? So, yeah, the Anu spiritual training, that's one of the things I teach, you know? Your, your purpose is to do one thing at a time and put, put your full focus into it. And that can be, that's why I had to put the button down. <laughs> I mean, put the uh, put the phone down because I, I wasn't following my own guidance, you know. But, uh, grow, you know, so the thing is about it is that, um, yeah, like reading that, you know, so many years ago, it was, it was very profound for me because, you know, I know a lot of people who, you know, again, like, and I think I had shared that before. I came up in, in music very young. Right. So and I came up in an era of a lot of fronting. And not to say that that era is over. People still lie and pretend to be more than what they are. <clears throat> you know, but I remember seeing parodies back in the days of like people in the disco clubs in the 70s, you know, like coming up with cards and stuff. And and, you know, th like there was a lot of comedic parodies about that, about people lying about who they were. So, um, you know, I kind of came up in, in, in some of that reality. And uh, I don't know if it still happens in the same way, because honestly, I'm just not in the same circles, you know. So maybe if I was still trying to get on, then I would be facing some of the same things. But I'm not, I'm not at that, that stage in my career at this point where I have to, like, try. And anything I have to really try, I don't want to do it anyway. <laughs> You know, so uh, I, I, I kind of put my time in 
So most of what I do is based off of relationships. You know, people call me, oh, give thanks, Amazi. You know, um, uh, I'll get to that. You know, I'll answer Super Chat. But I think that's what you're supposed to do with Super Chat, right? Answer those questions. You know, y'all ain't going to be pimping me out on the, on the Super Chat. <laughs> but I'll answer it. I'll get back to it. I hopefully I can pull it back up. Um, but, uh, and I'm sure there's a way, you know. So, yeah, yeah, but, so now I don't really encounter that too much, depending on what I'm doing. Now, I'm sure if I went out to, to L.A. or when I'm out there and I say, hey, I want to do some film work or something like that, I would probably be right back in the midst of, you know, the fronters. You know, I'd probably be right back there. But, you know, one of the things that I've always noticed about that is, um, you know, again, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways, right? So, that also means, like, a lot of times when you're trying to get things off the ground, uh, sometimes you're, you're trying to do too many things at once. You, 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 sometimes you wonder, you look at certain people and you're like, man, they've been trying forever, trying to do this or trying to do that. And it's never really materialized into anything. Why is that? You know, um, and you realize that, or if you observe, like, yeah, because you're trying to do too much, like they say, you're trying to do too much, you know, and that's a form of being double-minded. You know, oh, peace system in there, I didn't see you in here, I didn't see that. But um, that's a form of being double-minded, you know, it's like having, um, because actually when you translate those words, Back to the Hebrew, it's actually not mind, it's soul. So it's a double-souled person. So it's like having two wills or two souls inside of one vessel, inside of one container. Um, so, you know, having that those that battle of wills inside of you keeps you from ever getting anything done. You know, you sometimes see that with, with um, people who go off to school. You know, it was always the silliest thing to me when I was younger. Um, you know, in, in my early years in, in, in the university and you'd be around other students and they, they, you'd be like, what's your major? You know, oh, give thanks, Shay. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. For real, for real, for real. Have a dominating day. Yeah, I can't avoid it. That, that's, that's, that's automatic. <laughs> I put the day in the headlock. <laughs> but, but yeah, for everybody else too, you know. But yeah, I used to always look at it and be like, um, "How you how you gonna spend up all your parents' money and don't know what you came here for?" That's kind of messed up, you know. I I paid my my own way through school, so I didn't have um, yeah, I didn't I didn't I didn't have a I didn't I didn't have uh, the financial I didn't even apply for financial aid, which was stupid. Um, I probably would have got it, you know, um, or maybe not because we, there was money in my bloodline, <laughs> if you will. But when it came time for college, that was, that was all on me. So that was actually why I had, if you ever hear me talk about the barbershop and stuff like that, that's why I bought the barbershop. I bought it to actually pay, pay my way through school, you know, so I was, you know, I was a young kind of scheming type of, I could, I could figure this out and make this work. You know, and uh, figured if I owned a business, then I would be able to um, have money coming in 
you know, because at that that they were paying rent. My barbers, you know, every every uh, Sabbath. Um, I don't remember what I was charging for rent. I think it was different amounts. Some some guy like the newer guys maybe pay like seventy five. The more experienced were like one hundred and thirty five, which I was undercutting other shops. I think other shops were like one fifty a, a strong. So I was charging like one thirty five for booth rent or something like that. And I had like six barbers. You know, six barbers, two hairstylists, and two two wash girls. You know, um, so that was my my thing. You know, so I, I had to, I had to come up with that bread. You know, myself. Um, I don't even think I had a bank account around that time. I'm reminiscing because, but I remember going to the bursars with a, with a stack. I used to pay my tuition in cash at the bursars office. <laughs> I'm the only one there. Counting out. <laughs> it used to be so, you know, now in hindsight, it used to be so funny. I'd be sitting there counting out rats, you know, paying for my paying for my, my uh, classes. But um, yeah, man, there were so many people I would meet. Man, been in the school for six years, seven years, just taking forever to get to the straight line because they had a double mind. You you know what I mean? Um, yeah, financial financial aid clutch. Yeah, you know what? I'm gonna tell you something. Why you gotta? I didn't even know what financial aid was when I went to school. And, and as as simple minded as that may sound, I found out about financial aid. I think in my sophomore year, there was a, a young lady that I had gotten real cool with, and um, she had a. We went to the cafeteria. And she pulled out this card. And I noticed, like, all the other students had these cards. Like, you know, they had to, because they were getting Pell Grants and stuff like that. And she was like, oh, yeah, I don't pay for anything. And I'm like, how you don't pay for nothing? You know, I'm like, what's, you know, what's what's the jokes, you know? And she was like, oh, and she was like, oh, I have to teach you. You know, I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know about this. You know what I mean? I'm just here, you know, um, doing my thing. And I just, I paid for everything. I didn't eat the cafeteria food because I was like, that's for y'all. <laughs> you know, I kind of looked down on it, which was a little arrogant. But uh, I used to go go uh, and get real food or have real food brought to me. Give thanks, Nikki Love. You know, I used to have uh, some, some sisters who would bring me food. But uh, I didn't. I was kind of ignorant to a lot of things, unfortunately, because I could have saved a lot of bread <laughs> and put that somewhere else. You know, but uh, you know, twenty hindsight is twenty twenty, as they say. But um, yeah, I used to meet so many people and just loafing around because you're double minded. You don't know why you're here, and a lot of times that happens. It doesn't. It doesn't end. You know, after you get past those formative years in school, it doesn't end there. You know, um, here I, I'll give you a little, a little something. You know, and then I'm gonna get to your question. I'm gonna, do, I'm gonna do if I can find it. I'll pull it back up. A lot of times people ask me like why didn't I stay in the music industry considering that I had I had like a really strong run. Like I didn't I didn't pull out of the music industry because like I started like producing flops and nothing nothing like that happened. Like I was I was solid, you know. As a session player, you know, I was doing a lot of keyboard work as a session player, a lot of guitar work, drum programming and production. And even though a lot of my production, <clears throat> because I was with some of the larger um, labels, what they do is the way they get you is, especially if you don't know anybody, you're young, 
you'll produce the whole track and then you'll have somebody come in um, and this happened to me several times people who y'all know, big names now and they'll just like, oh you should put a triangle right here right when the, when, when the last chorus goes into the bridge just go ding and then you'll put the triangle there or they'll be like, yo, change that snare. Put it, you know, tune the snare down a couple, of, uh, like like three three semitones. You'll tune the snare down, and then, and then they'll when the credits come out, they'll have production credit, and you'll have co-production, or you'll have keyboard arrangement. Something stupid like they used to do little slick stuff like that. That's why a lot of the producers that you think are producers, they're not really producers. Peace of mind, give thanks, give thanks. They're not really producers. They're shysters. <laughs> You know, but even with all of that, I still was okay because I had good relationships. But you know what it was? I keep it. I'm keep it hundred. You know, I, and I've I've never. Well, I've told people, but not really like this. Like I've told my youth when they used to ask because sometimes we would be places, and it would be like famous people who would know me, and they'd be like, "Brother, like, oh, you know this one too? You know, the, like, you know, why didn't you stay doing that?" I was double-minded. That's why. Um. I was never totally focused on one thing. I just was good at a bunch of things, you know. So I'm producing all this music. I'm in the studio at, all the time. At the same time, I'm in I'm in school, you know, because um, I was aiming. I wanted to be a lawyer, and I was very interested in urban legal law at one point. But I first came in as an engineer major. I was, um, you know, electrical engineering, and then, um, you know, urban legal legal law really appealed to me. You know, basically fighting slumlords and, you know, fighting the system. And then I realized I have to join the Bar Association, which would now present a conflict of interest because I'd be in the system. You know, and so I'm doing that. I'm studying that. I'm doing music. I'm running a barbershop. Um, then, then around that time, I'm rolling heavy with a, with a particular security crew. And I'm, um, you know doing a lot of community work. It wasn't a security crew like you might think. You know, um, we were doing, we were basically cleaning up the hood, you know, like, but in a very physical kind of way. So I'm rolling with them and, you know, um, that was required some very wild nights, you know, running up into projects and doing all kind of stuff and trying to clean up blocks and stuff. So I'm doing like six or seven things then I'm working, I have the shop, and I'm working several jobs on top of the shop, right? So, we can't even say double mine. <laughs> we got to say, like, quintuplet mine. I was all over the place, you know? So, as a result, um, things got done, but they got done very slowly. You know, they got done. they got done very slowly. So, even some of the music projects I worked on where I met certain artists who wanted me to do their whole project, I'd be like, yo, I could I could hit you with two or three three joints, that's it. You know what I mean? Like, because I got this going on, that going on. And some of those those artists um, went on to become, like, megastars, peace pressures, you know? Um, and I never regret it, like, because I was like, all right, well, you're doing that, I'm doing this. <laughs> you know, like, I'm, I had my hands on so many different things, and I was, I was pretty happy at that point with everything I was doing. There wasn't one thing that was, um, yeah, there wasn't, I, I enjoyed everything I, I, I was doing at that time, you know, but um, there, there, there comes a time where you, you have to find, or hopefully you find value in being single-minded and single goal. 
Now, one of the reasons why things manifested and materialized, I would say very slowly, is because none of those things really had anything to do with my purpose in life. You know, maybe they helped to prepare me in a certain way. Um, everything was honorable, you know, um, but none of it was um, my actual purpose, you know. Maybe one thing, and that was I used to run a, a, a Jegna program out of my barbershop. And that was probably, yeah, that fed into like me teaching, if you will, you know. But everything else was like getting money, you know, or majoring in things that I already had. A, I'm in classes, I'm in class with a conflict of interest. Peace, Baba Logan. You know, I'm in class like, damn, when I get up out of here, like, I know I'm going to pass the bar. Like, that's, you know, as many dumb lawyers as I know, you know, I ain't worried about that. But do I really want to, do I want to really want to stand in the court and be a part of the same association as as the, the lawyer on the other side and the judge? Because we'll, we'll all be a part of the same fraternal order. But I hate them. <laughs> I hate everything they represent. Do I really want to do that? And there's some people who can do it, and they can do it well. And I started to realize I'm just not one of those people. I'm just not, you know, some things I'm not good at. And um, I'm not good at hiding, you know, hiding certain things for too long. It starts to slip out. So, yeah, you know, then I'm getting into computers, right? So I'm all over. So... Just using myself as an example, and I'm sure you all have your own stories, maybe, I don't know. But yeah, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways, so you can't, stability breeds stability, and you can't launch anything of greatness without a platform of stability. They don't launch, you know, rockets into space from the water, <laughs> you know, or from the air. You know, they, they, the, there's concrete, concrete slabs that go, you know, eons down and, and wide to make sure that there's a stable base to launch from. But when you're um, when you're when you're committed, you know, even loosely to so many different things, nothing gets done. Or if it gets done, it takes forever. So whereas you could have gotten your degree in six years, you know, let's say if you were going for a master's, it now took you nine. You know, or you could have got a four-year degree. Maybe you could even pushed it to three, and took you know, um, did some summer terms. You know, it took you now five or six. To get your BA, you know, because you were you were all over, you know. So that's something hopefully we'll look at. I'm gonna get to this question, even though I said I'm not really doing questions, but I'm gonna do one because it was a super chat. But I'm gonna just say it at the same time. I don't know if I could pull it up. <laughs> I don't know how to work the super chat. Um, <laughs> Yo, if I if I kill the uh oh wait maybe if I okay here we go here we go okay I was about to say yeah I told you I'm new to the super chat I had set it up on my thing and I've never used it um so but I see it so you know forgive me for my grandpa slowness you know um okay no offense to grandpas I'm not one. No offense to y'all. 
hope I'm not too far off topic, probably are, but I have a question. What is your spiritual perspective? What is your spiritual perspective of ex foster children slash orphans? Are we close? By ex, you mean at one point you were? I mean, are we cursed? I think that's what you said. I might have said close. Are we cursed? Are we cursed? I don't even understand that question. What do you mean? Why would you be cursed? That doesn't. Come on, man. You gotta. You gotta. Come on, dig. <laughs> that dig. What does that mean? You know, ex foster foster children, ex orphans. Are we cursed? Why would you be cursed? Give me give me some understanding. Did you do something? Did you kill your foster parents? Did you, you know, set the house on fire or something like that? You know, why why would you be cursed? What did you what did you do to curse yourself? Are you asking if, you know, the fact that you were an orphan, you know, um, that is your curse? You got to give me a little bit more because all of all of us melanin dominant people living in North America are orphans. We're cultural orphans, you know, and our foster parents molested and raped and abused us and. In, you know, um, now they're just killing us. So um, we're cursed, but we were cursed before we got here. That's how we ended up getting screwed up like this. You know, so it's different. So I need to understand a little bit more what you're saying. All right. Um, yeah, I'll wait for you to put something in in the uh, in in the chat on that. But yeah, you know, just like I said, you know, a lot of times we take forever to get to. A single point when it doesn't really need to be all of that and you know we're at an equinox now or equinox where um, we're traveling through this autumn period where it's a season of maturation you know um, when you look at now the um, some of the ability for us to now go back to our roots and find out or rediscover or reclaim what it is that we came to do and what we claim to be this is a great time for it, you know. Okay, yeah, I know, I see, reminder. As much as I don't really um, appreciate the cold, I know some people love winter seasons and stuff like that. I'm not with it. I usually um, go somewhere warm for the winter. You know, I, I don't really, I'm not into it. Um, not, yeah, I'm not into it. I've never been into it. Never mind out. But what I do appreciate about it is like the, the you know, how you kind of almost, you tend to be inside a bit more. And for me, I always have so many different things to work on that I like the idea of woodshedding. You know, and woodshedding, if you're not familiar with that term, um, I, I know the term that I heard, the way, I, and it may be, it may be another definition, but um, back in the days, like being a musician, uh, if you would go out somewhere and play and you just stunk up the place because you just was horrible, um, you might go home with your instrument and like just you stay inside and really work on your craft before you would come back to the club or wherever again to, to play. So that time that you would go inside, they would call it woodshedding because people would take their guitar or their banjo or their harmonica or whatever and they would go into 
the shed, like in their backyard, you know, so I was talking about the back of the day stuff, where no one could really hear them, and they would just practice and practice and practice and practice, you know, so um, that was said, it was said that Robert Johnson did that, because when he first came out, like when he emerged, they said he was horrible, he was horrible, and then um, that's where that whole made a deal with Elegba at the crossroads came from, you know, uh, because then all of a sudden he came back and he was like the best guitar player there, you know, like in that in that area. Um, so either he made a deal with like, but what you might have, I mean, you know, a lot of us do. Um, but he would shed it, like he went and practiced and practiced and practiced and, you know, came back. So when I use that term, that's what I, what I mean. And I'm, there's probably other meanings for it, but um, that's how it was given to me because somebody told me that one. They were like, oh, you've been woodshedding. You know, um, one of my, my dearly, 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 dearly departed brothers, um, he was killed a couple years ago in the middle of Times Square by some, by some uh, policy agents. Um, but uh, he, he, uh, he was the only person that actually gave me any lessons. The only person I ever studied with. And uh, he was an amazing, amazing, amazing musician. And um, yeah, man, he was, he was phenomenal. He played at the time when I got with him, he was playing with, uh, it was an artist back in the days called Mika Paris. And uh, he played with Sade, he played with Anita Baker, he played with Ray Charles. He played with a lot of people. And uh, just real humble, real humble, cool brother. And he didn't really take on students too much. But, um, you know, so I had to actually audition to be his student. And at that, before then, I had no training at all. I just, it was all air. And he heard me. He was like, okay, yeah, okay, he's got something. So he took me on as a student. And um, just a real good soul. Real good brother, man. And unfortunately, they shot him down in the streets like a dog, you know, with his hands up, shot him in his back. And uh, he actually wasn't doing anything. They were just, you know, they were just messing with him. And uh, it was a day he wasn't feeling it. Like, I'm not having it today. Um, it was in the papers and everything. It was a whole big thing. But, uh, yeah, I remember he had taught me some stuff. He had given me some, um, when he had gotten the Anita Baker gig, he had given me her, and we talking about the first Anita Baker project. Um, what was that Rapture? I think. Well, I know Rapture was on it, and he he had given me the uh, what we call the charts, like the sheet music. He was like, "Here, take this, study it. This is mine." And he was messing with me. He was like, "Cause you know, if something happens to me, you might have to come in and be my backup. So you know, I'm gonna give you the charts. You go home, you practice charts, come back." So we went over the charts right then and there. And I was messing up, <laughs> I was, you know, and it, they're not complicated songs, but I just, I don't know, I just didn't, I was messing up all the lines up and stuff, but I, I took the charts and I, I worked and worked and worked them, came back and he was like, oh, you've been woodshedding. And that's how I learned that term. You know, he was like, all right, you got it. He was like, you might, I might have to give you the gig, you know? So, uh, yeah, he, you know, good, good dude, good dude, good dude, good dude. Um, one day I'll say his name. I wanted to do a documentary about his life, but um, not yet. You know, not yet. But uh, yeah, man. So anyway, 
um, we got to be single-minded in, in these days and times, man. Like I was saying toward the end of the live. And Amazee, did you give me some more? I didn't, I didn't see any chats pop up. Let me see. Oh, Laura, I had it stuck on Super Chat. My bad. Sorry about that. Um, cursed. I have to think more about articulating that question. Yes, please do. What up, Mac Truck LJC? That should be my old nickname. Truck Diesel. <laughs> Somebody said it to me recently, look who I know from back in the days, a sister. She's like, What up, Truck? <laughs> Bro. You know, he's like, what up, truck? I was like, I ain't nobody called me that in a long time. <laughs> truck Diesel. But, uh, and that actually came from another one of my good brothers. Back in the days, one of the terms you used to use for people who were real, like, big and muscular, you call them Cock Diesel. And, uh, you know, the old heads always say something wrong. And he's like, man, you Truck Diesel. You Truck Diesel. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so people started calling me Truck Diesel. <laughs> It was really more of a joke because it, was, it wasn't the way you said the term. But um, yeah, man, we gotta we gotta be more solidified. It's one of the things I spoke about yesterday, really briefly. You know, um, kind of honing in on our ability to recognize the realness. Like I said, we got my father said truck these. <laughs> he must be an old head too. <laughs> like all old heads, they don't, you know, don't want to say cop. I don't blame him. <laughs> you know, so they say truck. You know, that was one of my by uh, maybe too because I always loved this film Isaac Hayes. You know, uh, Mac Chuck Turner. Yeah, that's like one of the dopest movies, man. Mac Chuck Turner. You know what I mean? But uh, I mean anything Isaac Hayes is in is dope. I mean Escape from New York, they all dope. You know, laugh Loe he is indeed. And Cats talking about his friend. Yeah, Cats. He said, yeah, them cats over there are them jokers. And then cats turn into dogs, you know. But, um, yeah, man, we got we to gotta grow up. Like, that's what I was saying in the last thing before we were, we were heading out. That's the bulk of the issue. You know, people are not willing to take on adult responsibilities. And, you know, a lot of times what begins to happen is that People don't want to really be honest about their double-mindedness. That's part of it. Peace as may. Good rides. Good rides. They don't want to be honest about their double-mindedness, you know, um, or their agendas. So many people have so many agendas, and they're not ready to hear how dumb their agendas are. You know, everybody thinks that they, they're slick. They can out-slick the next one, and, you know... Um, you know, and not realizing that they're undercutting themselves. You know, like, do we realize what force unity really looks like? You know, and do we really want to get to a place where we have to practice force unity because we've been hard-headed for so long? I mean, if you think about our sojourn here through North America has been such a strong call for, so for force unity after we spent so many centuries in the, in the ignorance of um, tribalism 
and we and we still haven't gotten it. It's like wrestlers said in Roots, you know, men with chains, men chained together are brothers. You know, when Kunta was like, how can we speak? We're not even of the same tribe, you know? And he said, men chained together, Kunta, are brothers, <laughs> you know? But uh, wrestler was that. Was a, we need we need more characters like wrestler, you know. Um, when I was scrapping, you know, he was cool in um in uh, Mandingo too. He was cool in Harlem Nights too, actually. You know, he was funny in Harlem Nights. But um, nonetheless, that forced unity, you know, like getting into small cells. You know, that's what I was speaking about the day the phone kept messing up and um. You know, yeah, no doubt, Alex Legant, peace, peace, you know. Um, that idea of really having to join together and, and what that really represents and what that really means, um, so many people are still trying to strategize their way away from that. And without realizing that the closer you get to divinity, the more unity becomes a, a real thing. You know, we're stuck on, on certain things that uh, really mean nothing and mean nothing in, in in the sense of actually coming together. And sometimes that's because there's no culture. And we have nothing that we feel has, has persevered. So we have nothing that we're really protecting together as a, as a, as a team, you know, and as a unit. And um, we're not making our brothers' problems our problems, our sisters' problems our problems, you know, things like that. And I know a lot of that sounds very cliche, but, you know, um, they still haven't restocked those shelves in the supermarkets. I've been I've been noticing. There's still not a lot of food. And um after they let everyone back to work at the end of the year, I mean we still haven't got our second wave yet. They're talking about in New York. Second wave hasn't hit yet. And once they let everybody back to work and all the children in these schools in these giant petri dishes where they just letting the bacteria the bacteria just evolve. So after we go through all of that, and then we realize that peace, Miss Cindy Jones, sounds like a 70s female detective character. Every time I see your name on the screen, I think of, you know, female character detective flipping over desks and stuff. So we're glad, so glad we're out of schools for the rest of 2020. Yeah. But then we still have an economic crisis to deal with that we were starting to deal with right before they gave you this distraction called COVID-19. So, oh, that might mess up the video. But you know, I already know my videos are suppressed. I already know. You know how many times I'm out places? I've been out places and people have heard my voice and came up to me like, are you Chief Yuya? That's happened to me. I've been out places where people have seen me and been like, Chief, right? So I'm not trying to say like I'm, you know, something. But, I don't even have 2,000 subscribers. <laughs> but everywhere I go, state to state, I roll dolo from state to state. Everywhere I go, I'm spotted. Videos with just a couple hundred views ain't got more than 2,000 subscribers. So there's something that I'm doing that's making them compress it. Which is cool. Because um, who gives a... You know what I mean? Um, as long as the people get it who's supposed to get it and you do something with it, 
that's that's the main thing. I'm not interested in being a YouTube star because then you got to come up with content all the time and you got to get lighting, and real cameras. And you got to like, because you know, like how they say the camera adds 15 pounds, it also takes away like 10 units of energy. So, you know, I'm kind of always kind of mellow, low energy. Even my music is mellow, right? So I know it's like super like when I'm on. So when you're like a YouTube or a social media personality, you got to come on all bright all the time. I mean, look at my, my eyes are red. So I couldn't be, I'd have to put by it. Like you got to be a whole character, man. You know what I mean? Like, hey, good morning, everyone. All right, listen, I got some really exciting news. Just stay tuned. Man, I ain't doing all that. I ain't doing all that. That's not me, you know, but um, some people are just scared of, uh, I didn't I didn't catch it. Oh, there we go. Some people are just scared of the truth, so they run. Well, you know, that's exactly what it is. Let me tell you something about being double-minded, right? I'm not going to keep you too much longer. Right? Who you always say? <laughs> but, um, you know, and honestly, like, I just like to keep the flow open, you know, um, because people get to come in and soak up a vibe, man. And that's really what the Don Donate for Mania Day is about. Like, I would really just film me washing dishes or something, you know, or I don't know. You know what I mean? Just so y'all could interact. But anyway, you know what that is about that truth piece, man? People are I got tiny spirits. They got big bodies and little spirits. That's what that is. So a lot of times with your teaching... You can never give, you can never give the people meat. You're constantly giving them milk because, like I said, people refuse to grow up. So what what happens is you have to constantly give them cultural and historical affirmations. You can never really give them true teaching. Like for instance, I could sit here for 40 minutes and break down the different flood stories throughout the world, whether it be Noah, whether it be Nu, whether it be Manu whether it be Olokun, I could, I could give you that all day. Like, you know, all of these, oh, or Maru, you know, is another flood story. Um, Atlantis, you know, and people were like, wow, that's, he's talking about the subconscious and the deluge and the, oh, wow, 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 that's so deep, that's so deep. But you, you read some of these stories and you realize that the next purification doesn't come with water, it comes with fire. I don't want to hear about that. <laughs> cut it, cut it, cut it, cut it. <laughs> cut the commercial, right? We don't want to hear about that one. But that's really where we're in. We're not. The flood is relative to a degree. But what's more relative now is the fires. Now, am I talking about the fires raging through California? Sort of. Sort of. Right? So people, the truth is the fire. You know, the, the water is the deluge of emotions. You see what I'm saying? So, give thanks, Shannon. You know, um, I told you, I, I, I'm going to answer questions on Super Chat today, but I ain't doing that after today. I just want you to know, I'm so appreciative of Super Chat. I am. I promise you, I am. But this this ain't that. Don't, you know what I mean? And I, that's just for anybody who else is getting out. Who's noticing that, oh, they keep putting questions in for Super Maybe that's what he's doing. I'm not. I'll just answer him just because, you know, I'm going to be cool about it. Um, but y'all ain't.
now, just saying, you know, I ain't no, no goddamn uh, uh, carnival fortune teller. You give me two dollars or three dollars, and I answer every. Nah, <laughs> a ninja got investments in real estate. All right, so <laughs> thank you. I do appreciate it, but this ain't that. All right, so that's just for anybody going forward. You know, because uh, Shannon, you already asked questions anyway, so it's not like you know you haven't talked to me and everything. But um, <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> so yeah, you know what it is, man. People don't want the fire, the truth of the fire, and that's really where we're at right now. You know what I mean? They want to still deal with the deluge of emotions and subconscious because it's so misty and and watery that you don't really have to. Um, touch on things. I'm in a good mood this morning. No, I'm not. I'm not in a good mood at all. I just got on a yellow shirt. Why do I have on a yellow shirt? Because I've been up all night and I wanted to wear something brighter to make me look more up. Y'all don't know my mood, and I'm not getting on you, Esme. But I, I, I don't, I, I don't think people should do that. I cut someone off recently for doing that. You know. You don't know me. You don't know me. You don't know where I'm at. You don't know what I ate last night. You don't know my favorite meal. Uh, you don't even know any of my family. <laughs> you don't know me. I am a, a digital image on your phone or your tablet or your computer. That's it. Now, if you're able to get something from that digital projection, cool. But y'all better stop cozying up to these YouTube people, myself included. Don't cozy up to somebody online. You don't know me. Right now, I might not even have no pants on. I could be sitting here playing with myself right now. I could be doing something perverted and deviant. Like, you don't know. You know? Like me up there. I do have some pants on, too. Just, just, I'm just saying. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm flexible. I'm big, but I'm limber. Yeah. And there's somebody on it I had to prove that to once. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm big and limber. All right? <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh, man, don't close up to these YouTube people, man. That's how y'all keep getting conned all the time. These, these people are phony. These people are fake. And they fake their moves. You know what I mean? You don't... That's what I'm saying. By coming all bright and, you know, uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yellow looks good on me. Well, what looks bad on me? Come on. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm just playing with you. Uh, yeah, I don't wear it much, man. You know, I used to practically almost like get beaten when I was a child because um, I used to only like to wear black or gray. And I remember one time being in the store and my parents, like, like you know, they do the whole go, go, go get what y'all want and come back to, the, you know. And I came back with all this black and gray. Put that shit back. Go get some. You look good in bright colors. All right. You know. But uh, yeah, I used to, I used to never like to wear bright colors, so I always keep a couple in the chambered up just in case I need to lively up yourself. <laughs> but um, yeah, like I'm saying, is that um, that truth, man, is what people don't want to grow up to face. That that's really what it is. So we're in a season where if you're a teacher, and that's why I said, man, forget these YouTube people, Esme. I'm going to show you how YouTube people teach. 
there's a thing. I didn't grow up in the church, but I used to hear this term, uh, fire baptized, right? And you got those fire baptized holiness preachers. I think that's like the whole phrase, right? Give thanks, Shade. Um, um, them super chats be distracting. <laughs> I was going to say something, but I always want to be thankful for the super chats when they come in because y'all, you could have tipped that five dollars and got some Starbucks or something or whatever. I don't drink coffee, but whatever y'all, y'all guess. I guess Starbucks about five dollars or something. Um, but yeah, like they say, you call them a uh, fire baptized holiness preachers. You're not gonna find that on YouTube because people don't. Wow, girl. You make my heart sad. But, uh, <laughs> but um, you know, this is my coffee. Oh, okay, the father, okay, that would have went to the coffee. Okay. Yeah, see, I'm always a little confused because sometimes you go places like gas stations, coffee is like 79 cents. But then people talk about, oh, I spent $5 at Starbucks. I I'm not a coffee drinker. I, I sipped it once at a Boy Scout meeting. That's where they kicked me out. And uh, I snuck into the gymnasium, and they had the cooler there, and I, and I was like, oh, and I threw it out, and that's the last time I ever tasted coffee. So I must have been about eight years old, and I was like, this is disgusting. Why would someone want to drink this? And it stinks to me, and it makes your teeth look funny. It makes your breath stink. I just never saw the point in coffee, so I never actually... I never grew up. <laughs> I never got the adult thing. I know adults supposed to drink coffee, but I never, I never, there's a lot of adult things I never really got to yet, you know. Um, maybe I'll, maybe I'll pick up the addiction a little later. But, uh, so yeah, man, like fire baptized holiness preachers. I could be saying that wrong, but what they do is they teach like the cross, like you better get this right. You better get that right. Blah, blah, blah. YouTube, these phony YouTube people, they don't teach like that. You know what I'm saying? What they teach is is milk teaching. Now, milk teaching is just every day I got to tell you who you are. I got to keep affirming who you are constantly. That's it. And you'll cheer and you'll applause that all day. Constantly affirming, you know, you're, you're the original people. You know, you built pyramids. You know, you, know, you have to constantly get that, right? Now, that's supposed to be a stepping stone to me. You give the baby milk and then eventually meet, you know, proverbially. I, you know, I, I, I get it. Trust me. I don't give any of my babies meat, meat either. But I, you, you know what I'm saying. You give them something more substantial, some, something a bit more complex um, that can allow for a, a greater caloric intake to do more things. We never get to that point. So, like, when you say people are running from the truth, or like when I'm saying Esme, I'm not in a good mood. I'm not in a good mood every day, you know. Um, in fact, today, you want to, I'll tell you the truth. I'm anxious today. Why am I anxious? Because I have a lot on my plate and I have about three things that I don't want to do that are, that are a little distressing to have to do. You know, I got like three nerve wracking things I have to do. And then I have two things that are time sensitive that I have to do today that I should have done yesterday or yesterday um, I just wasn't, I wasn't feeling it at all. I wasn't feeling up to it. So I pushed it all and all these things got to get done before noon. So I'm not in a good mood, right? Now, as an inspirational speaker and as someone who's also a coach, and 
I'm supposed to tell you, no, I, I organize and da da No, some days I, you know, I, I, I procrastinate. Peace, peace, ricochet. Some certain things are, are unpleasant and I don't want to do them and I put them off and that's what I did. I put off something I got to do today and I got to do it at the last minute now. And it's not something that it's got to be a quality thing, So, but it's just something I don't want to do, right? So, uh, nah, I ain't gonna do <laughs> at all. Uh, I'm vibing with you all. That's what I'm doing. And the 82 people who are here, I'm vibing with you, you know? So, yeah, that whole concept of truth, right? It's difficult because people don't want meat. People want milk. And if you start giving them uh, meat, they'll run. They'll start getting very offended by the meat. Now, what's the meat that we need in this time? Fire. Because we already got the water. We already got the deluge of belief. Belief and emotion was what got us here. We needed that for a while. You know, um, sometimes that's difficult even as a, as a cultural teacher because some people are still very much stuck in the 80s and the 90s of inspiration. We got to inspire people. We got the colors and the sounds. and We got that already now. We got that. So now what's next? Truth. Let's deal with some truth, right? And let's start refining ourselves through fire. We've washed ourselves, we've baptized ourselves, and the information and the emotions of our cultural legacy that was once taken from us and is still distorted in modern days, you know, we have been totally washed of that. That's cool. We needed that. Now let's deal with the fire of refinement. That thing that never changed, that needs to be blazed and sparked back up. But what requires there is single-mindedness. That's the problem. You know, you can you can be in the water and be afraid that you're going to drown and be paddling at the same time and you can make it to the shore. Fire, you notice how fire focuses you? You ain't going to do but one thing. Like you put, go to a hot stove or something like that to get ready to burn. It's only one thing you're going to do. You're going to jump back. You, you know, so that fire is, it's a focus, you see. And so many of these platforms and so many of these experiences are built to keep you unfocused. Because your spirituality or the power of your spirituality is focus, law, and imagination. Good things, Amadi. You answered my question talking about stability. Okay, cool. I don't... All right. <laughs> I thought your question was about foster children. But, okay. <laughs> we'll take that. Um, you know, maybe I covered it without realizing. Or maybe you still have the question. But, um, yeah, that, that focus, imagination, and law. With that, you could do anything, right? But um, imagination requires fire. Imagination is not water. It's fire. You know, because you're, you're, you're creating images or materializing jinn. Jinn is smokeless fire, right? So, you know, we're running from that. That's the truth that we're running. Oh, it all ties in. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's, and Shannon, you asked something about Gemini's. You should know not even ask me an astrological question. You should already know that. We're not doing that, Shannon. That's my answer to your question. I don't even remember the whole question, but if it's got anything to do with astrology in it, we're past that. And I know your age, Shannon. You're past that. 
but we're past that. We're not. If I'm if I'm in a Leo, f all of that, man. Get off of that. We gotta we gotta like get past it, man. Like, how much divine and and, and powerful information have your ancestors delivered to you? At what point does it deposit? You see, and and I'm not getting on you, Shannon. Don't think I'm 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 spanking you or nothing like that or whipping you. But what, what I'm saying is that the information that you gather that goes into your blood actually was in my reading. So get past that. Yeah, get past that. Don't be getting smart with me on this live. I'll take you off this goddamn live in a, in a heartbeat. Yeah. And if I and if I shared it to you in the reading, I already know how I would have shared it to you. I would have said, study Gemini, not get stuck in Gemini. Don't let me have to correct you on this mother effort and embarrass you in front of company. So anyway, like I was saying, get past the BS, man. Like, people are stuck in zodiacal animals. That's what happened to Kemet. People are stuck in these zoological forms. They're stuck in numbers. You study those things as building blocks and things that you take on in a moment, but not... You know, you don't you don't use that now to determine the law. The laws give birth to those ideas. So what am I doing? You still going? Yeah, peace and abundance. Gone. Mm -hmm. So, um, like I said, I told you I ain't in a good mood today. You thought I was in a good mood? No. <laughs> I told you. You didn't believe me. Don't. It's just a yellow shirt. <laughs> And don't, don't think because I'll be laughing on stuff that everything is peachy. My man Dutch, you know, God rest the dead. He used to always say, you know, a smile is just a frown turned upside down. <laughs> and I live by that, man. You know what I mean? But like I'm saying is, don't get stuck in that, man. We got to be bigger than that. You got to be gargantuan. You got to be bigger than astrology. You got to be bigger than numerology. You know, who the occultism? Chief, how are you? I don't know. We're going to find out after I get all these tasks done that I ain't felt like doing. Let me see how I feel after that. I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea how, how. But how I'm doing it, I'm doing with responsibility in mind and obligation. Uh, but how I'm feeling or whatever, I have no idea how I'm feeling. Um, sometimes it's like that. Especially for people who are not doing people. We don't, we don't like later like oh, okay <laughs> but um yeah man we gotta be bigger than that man you know that's the milk that everybody wants get past the milk and like I said some of you gotten readings and I said study this study Aquarius study this study that even though I'm like study Shango I'm not telling you to be Shango you're older than Shango why would you be Shango now you could go on the Marisha channels you can get that information all day and they'll tell you yeah but they don't they're, they're, they're still functioning in water. They're still in belief. They haven't provided evidence for anything that they're talking about. And I'm not, you know, trying to paint with a broad brush and like say, oh, they're all wrong. I'm not, I don't want to say it like that. But um, exactly, because she'll develop a closer relationship with Yahuwah. I've been trying to tell you since I've been teaching you Kabbalah. And everyone keeps trying to pull me back. And I'm not going back there with you, man, because... That's what's got you screwed up now. How about this one? I did a segment on emergency preparedness. How many of you have your bug out bag? How many of you have three to six months worth of, of food stores? 
water. Oh, you thought it was over? See, the milk, there has to be constant, con I gotta keep reminding you. So, there has to be survival Sundays. And every Sunday, I talk about survival. I'm, no, you're gonna get it one time. And then take that good information and do what you're supposed to do. People, you you gotta stop assuming that this stuff is gonna be here. They could kill my channel tomorrow. And I'm gonna tell you something right now. Uh, yeah, now, yeah, I got like 13, 14 channels. I'm gonna tell you something, though, straight up. They kill my channel. I'm not starting a new channel. I'm not gonna do like Boosie and like put a whole, give somebody $100,000 so you can get my channel. I don't give nothing. <laughs> Maybe I'll go to uh, Twitch or Bigo or something. But I, you know, just like the IG thing. Like, I didn't write a letter like whatever. Because I know these things won't be here forever. You know, so we got to stop playing with it. That's the double-mindedness. You know, you get good information. You're like, oh, that's deep. And then you drift off into something stupid. And then, you know, you're not realizing that the people who are giving you the information, they're not drifting. They're, they're on it. You know what I mean? Like, so they're, they're giving you something. They're throwing gems over their shoulder while they're moving in a certain direction. But you want to take them back to where your double-mindedness wants you to stay at. Life is not like that, man. You know, and you have to be appreciative when you get certain warnings and you got to apply them. Don't be stupid. That's the word, stupid. Stupid means I know better but didn't do better. It's not the same as dumb. You can't, if you're dumb, you, you know, all you, all you can do is maybe hopefully be enlightened. But stupid is something different. You knew what to do. We have been lazy. Exactly, Miss Cindy Jones. Exactly. Ego will make people hold on to the unnecessary. Exactly. But the thing is, is it's killing you now. I mean, it's been killing you. My people perish for a lack of vision. Now, vision, when you translate that, or since some people translate it to knowledge, but when you translate that piece, Olga, Himalaya, it's actually law. That's what the word translates to. So what it really is, my people perish for a lack of, because of lawlessness. So what's the law? You hear the truth, you apply the truth. Knowledge, wisdom, understanding. You, you, you take in the knowledge, you, you apply it. That's why I don't have over 2,000 subscribers. Because <laughs> I'm going to give you fire. I'm going to always give you fire. I'm not going to give you water. I gave you a couple of years of water. In the beginning, you got the water. I gave you all the Orisha stuff. I gave you Kabbalah. I gave you numbers. I gave you astrology. That was like 10 years ago. Now, you're supposed to take that, eat it, and say, okay, and, and, and like really eat it. You're supposed to take that, eat it, grow, get new muscles. Okay, I'm ready for some new food. But you ain't eating it because you're double-minded. You hear me say one thing, and then you hear what you hear, what you hear, not actually what was said. So, to be clear, I am beyond astrology. I've been saying it for years now, but I'll just say it for, for those in the back. Now, I know some of y'all have businesses where you give astrological readings. That's cool. I'm not trying to, like, mess up your money or anything like that. But I'm beyond what you're doing. And I've been beyond that for I don't know how long now. I am beyond astrology. 
I am beyond numerology. Here, and I'm going to give you something even heavier that you may not be ready for. I am beyond your Netcheru and your Orisha. I am far beyond that. Okay? There is something beyond that. <laughs> there is something beyond Orisha. Now, I know there's so many in the community that don't want to hear that, but let's try something that we have not tried. Let's try to self-actualize. And let's try to see all of these other systems as tools towards self-actualization. And then let's move beyond them when it's time to move beyond them. I'm sorry, I don't study what y'all study. Sometimes y'all send me videos and I appreciate it. But sometimes, like, now I'm going to keep it real. And I don't, I don't normally, I, I have a certain code where I don't talk about my people in public. But I'm going to have to say something. You send me a video of Nature Boy, dog. Like, can you not? Can you not see? I'm not. <laughs> come on. People send me videos of like Nature Boy, or I, I don't want to start listing names. I'm just going. I'm gonna keep it on here, bro. Like, if you can't see the difference between what I'm giving you and what that is. You got a serious issue. You got a, you, your, your issue is serious. And I don't like to talk about my people in public, so I'm not going to say anything negative. I'm just going to say, you're not seeing what's, what you're, be, you're not receiving. If you were receiving and taking it in, you would be growing and then you would understand exactly what I'm saying. Right? But, you know, and I know, like, y'all may get hurt and upset. I know, Shannon, you may go run off or whatever. You'll be back. You know, I'm scarfing. You'll be back in the morning. <laughs> you know what I mean? But um, people get their, their feelings hurt when you start hitting them with the truth because that fire is what you've been running from. And that's really what you need right now. But you start giving the fire and everybody gets quiet and wants to slink off. Everybody wants to watery BS of things, of beliefs that can't be proven. Come on, man. Like, So let me give you the basics of what can be proven. You better get out the city. And even if you still live in the city and work in the city, you better have a piece of land somewhere out the city. Here's another really simple thing. You better get with people who think like you do. And you better store food, water, ammunition together. Right? That's super simple. Um, another simple thing, spiritizing, like, how do we spiritize, right? Okay, so we, we spiritize in a way that always will lead to our redemption back to the kingdom of the creator. Anything outside of that is foolishness. Just because it comes from Africa or West Africa doesn't mean that is correct. Because even in Africa, they do some ass-backward things. There's no one perfect. <laughs> so just because it's on the continent or just because it's Native American, quote unquote, doesn't mean that it's right. You have been afforded the opportunity to learn what is right. You have been afforded that. And you study looking behind, well, 300 years ago, 400 years ago, how do you think your how do you think you got in this condition? 
there have to have been some things that were not done right. It, it, it's it's kind of simple. It's it's kind of simple. So at some point, you have to use the scientific method and show and prove the value. It's not just enough to say, you know, this this whole idea of something's looking out for me. I'm gonna light a candle for this one because it looks out for me, or this one represents that, or this one represents that. Who told you that? And how are they living? What does their lifestyle look like? At some point, here's the other fire that we need. And I didn't mean for this segment to be that, but. <laughs> you asked? So, so here it is. You asked for it. This is something that's going to sound really bad for some of y'all. But I'm going to have to say it. At some point, you got to look at the education levels of the people who you are listening to and subjecting yourself to. Now, when I say education, growth, I'm not saying degrees. I'm not saying Western education. What I'm saying is that some of the people who you choose to follow are really ignorant. Growth. And I can put on the regalia, the outward image of someone who's deep and spiritual. But if I can't construct coherent sentences, then you have to question the gift that's been put inside of me. Yes, we may look at a, at a, at a Elijah Muhammad and we may say that Malcolm X was so much more eloquent than Elijah, but Elijah was, was, was a dynamic speaker. It wasn't that he that you couldn't understand him or he talked, you know, so backwards. No, you could understand. He was very clear. Because how else could he have taught Muhammad Ali and Malcolm X and and um, Louis Farrakhan and you know so many other people, Shahrazad Ali, who came underneath him, um, Doctor Sidi. If if he couldn't get a clear idea out, so at some point. And I know this sounds snobby, and some of you may not like this, but some of these people just sound stupid and ignorant because they are. But they've learned certain powerful buzzwords that you listen to. Growth. When you start studying Neturu, Arisha, Lawau, ancestors, and all, all of these different entities, and you take them in properly, you become smarter. Literally, you become smarter. Like your 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 uh, retention increases, your your reading comprehension com comprehension, your listening comprehension, your vocabulary, everything increases, right? Because you become a philosopher. If you've been in these systems for all these years, and you still can't articulate the basics of it, you may not your your IQ might be kind of low. Okay, that is what it is, no big deal. But that may disqualify you from being an authority on very complex and scientific systems. You see, think about the damage that was done by ignorant backwoods preachers. All of you who are in consciousness, that's what you've been running from all this time, right? All these backwoods Baptist preachers who was telling you things that didn't make any sense because they couldn't even understand the book that they were reading or the origins of it or why it was given to them. Isn't that what we brag about in consciousness? 
Do you think that era is over? How many people talk about Africa and African spirituality and African thought and they've never even been to Africa? You need to start asking that question. When people are putting up images of of different things and, and the Dinkra symbols, and ask them, have you ever been to the continent? And how many times have you been to the continent? Have you ever studied on the continent? Do you have any friends on the continent? Have you ever lived on the continent? Do you only land on the continent? Now I know this isn't, everyone isn't going to get this. I know that. Some are going to be offended by what I'm saying. And I know it may sound a little snobbish. And, I, and that's why usually I don't say it. I keep it to myself. And when we're having Sabbat meetings with our new people, then I share like, yo, I'll even call out names when we're among ourselves. But publicly, that's, we got to stay on code. <laughs> like, we got to stay on, we can't be doing that. But this is the grow up that I'm talking about. Grow. This is the grow up. We got to grow up. Who gave you these systems of astrology? Do you know that those zoological forms were even changed? It wasn't a crab. It was a scarab. Then you got Gemini pouring out water for the Aquarius symbol. And the chalice represents his butthole. Did you know that? You didn't know that. I know you didn't know that. The original image of that particular constellation was Patak. They changed it from Patak to Zeus's boy lover that he raped. Then passed around to the other gods. That's what the water represents. They were at a banquet. And he, and, and he, he was telling who to go pour ambrosia for. So every person that he poured the ambrosia for, that was the signal that you can have him. Because he said that, that his that his his meat was so good that it should be shared. That's your Aquarius. Now I've shared a little bit of that before. Who studied it when I said it? And who just said, ooh, ooh, that's deep. And kept going. Come on, man. Like <laughs> and then we might say, okay, it's Patah. It's the scarab. So what? Just because it's comedic, does it mean it's right? No. They fell. They fell. Why? You see, like, that's the fire grow up that people are not ready to hear. They're not ready to hear that. Or people are still playing old Bobby Hemet lectures and building whole YouTube channels off of Bobby's lectures. But why are you not playing when he said, F all those archangels. When he had his stroke, why are you not repeating that? When he said, man, I took all them shrines down, F all them angels. Because when I got sick, not one of them showed up for me, man. That stuff ain't about nothing. He said it's about your mind. We got to sharpen the mind. Why ain't nobody talking about that? Because people have made whole economies off of his old wrong knowledge. His information was right and on point. It wasn't the right knowledge for where we're at and what we need. 
choosing my words very carefully. I love Bobby dearly. I do. But I'm glad he I'm glad he saw it. I'm glad he caught it. He caught it. He caught what I've been trying to tell y'all for 10 years. Why do you think I've been talking about Ori so much? You think because I'm just an Ori fanatic? I've been, why do you think in 2014, go look on YouTube, I did a whole self-actualization tour. A whole tour. There's a bunch of videos up. Those are all from the self-actualization tour. Not the Orisha tour. Not the Nechiru tour. <laughs> not the Sangoma tour. Not the ancestral tour. The self-actualization tour. So, grow up, man. Grow. Grow up. Or you're going to get toe up. That could be on a shirt. <laughs> grow up or you're going to get toe up. That's, that's where we're at now. That's the era that we're at. And people still have all kinds of issues in their lives and can't seem to get it right and can't seem to get over their own humps or, or just get their finances in order or get their personal economy in order or get their thoughts in order. And then when you start giving them the truth, what they try to do is they try to shove the nonsense at you. And at some point, you got to realize that teachers are going to be like, they're going to be offended by that. Rightfully so. I've had teachers in school who flipped out on people behind that. You know, like, we're, at a, we're, you know, one month into the class, and then you asking about a syllabus that's been posted from before the class started. I've heard teachers, like, I've been in class where teachers rip people behind it. What did you just ask me? You know, like, all that work that's going into, I've designed the whole career, the whole syllabus, everything, and you're asking me now, one month in, and there's already been three assignments due, and da, da, da. What do you say? So, yeah, somebody's been teaching you about self-actualization for over 10 years. And been telling you, you're not here to serve Arisha, or this or that, or that for over 10 years, and then you still asking those questions, and then you want me to answer them? I don't know what the hell you think I am, but I am not one of the people who live to feed you milk. I am not that. Um, I am not even one of the people who live to feed you. You know what I mean? If you're not ready for the fire and you're not ready for the meat, then you need to skip over to one of them, them fantasy unicorn channels and listen to their BS. Because what they do is they keep feeding you affirmations of what you are to make you feel good. I could we do that all day. You're a divine being. You know, you are a God living a human experience. Um, you are an indigo child. I could sit here and tell you that all day and you'll love it. You'll never go anywhere. You you call out of work today. <laughs> but that's water and that's milk. And sometimes you need a little bit of that. Sometimes. But right now you need some fire. All you do is talking about you want multiple women and you ain't even got a bug out bag, you freaking clown. You want you want to hear it for real? You're 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 a freaking clown. You want multiple women and you ain't even you ain't even got one 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 investment. You're not invested in a in a business. You ain't got no land investments. You got no residual income. You got nothing but a, a hard penis and a bag of weed. You wasteoid. And then you clown ass females lay down with them and make half a waste of it. 
or two or, or a whole waist story because you're a waist story too because a real woman would know not even to crack open her, her legs to that stop having premarital sex how about that one you ready for that fire because it's not getting you anywhere there's no advantage to it and you're horny all the time because you're demonically infested that's why you, you're filled with sex demons that's why every five every two hours you gotta rub on yourself that's the issue it's not because your kundalini is raising it's not your kundalini you're filled with American sex demons that's the problem and you have a void and an emptiness inside of you because you really have not discovered your place in the universe or what you're here to do you haven't really asked yourself those questions so you're empty so you want to constantly keep getting that filled up you ready for that fire or do you want me to keep talking about things flying in the air that you can't see and never will I'm just saying you know some of you sisters want men and you don't know the first thing about herbal medicine nothing you don't even know what to give them if he has a headache you don't know what to give your children so all your children are sick and diseased you're sick and diseased. You're, you're 150 pounds overweight. Why? Just because you're lazy. And the same thing with some of you dudes. Your, your diet is so bad, all you're doing is shooting acid up into her womb. There's, there's, no, there's no semen there. It's just a, a 11 ounces of acid. 11, 11 ODs of acid. You're shooting up inside of her. And then you chicks wondering later why you got fibroids and you're having fertility issues because you've been you've been getting acid shot up inside of you for the last three years. Then you come to me and you want a ritual for fertility. Yeah, I got a ritual for you. I got I got close your legs. Stop letting brothers who got a vibe run up in you. Stop having premarital sex. Just stop it. Stop masturbating so much. Stop listening to fake teachers. Stop listening to dudes who got no masculinity or testosterone about them. Stop listening to these females who ain't got no man because they're going to keep you in a place with no man. You got these old ass matriarchs in the conscious community no man nowhere around and you don't realize what they're doing to you they're agents you don't even realize it you don't even catch it your strength is in the family period the strength is in the family 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 stop being so goddamn picky you ain't all that <laughs> I'm just saying now, I, I can go off on this one. I'm, I'm trying to be cool. You know, I want you to command your day. <laughs> I want you to command your day. But some of y'all are in really messed up positions that you should be ashamed about. And you're not ashamed because there's so many people affirming your destruction. They're bringing it on with a chair. I always use that example of Emperor Palpatine in Star Wars. It wasn't Star It was one of the episodes. I don't remember when they elected Emperor Palpatine and they just elected the dark Sith Lord and everybody's cheering. Yay! That's exactly what y'all do, man. You cheer on your own demise. 
because you want milk. You don't want fire. You don't want milk. You don't, you don't want meat. You just want milk and water. Come on, man. Now you're soft. So other nations are running all over you like, you know. And you can't live out your salvation through me. Peace, Eddie Moon. You got to do your own work. You know, there's a clip that people play a lot of times. I know when um, Sarah Sutton said he was going through his issues with a couple of people. There was a clip where he said something like, I'm not bringing nobody over the line. I ain't carrying their, you know, he used a lot of profanity. But he was like, I ain't carrying nobody over the line. And people used that clip to kind of say that he didn't care about black people. He was right. Now, I'm not an advocate of him, just to make it clear. I don't rock with him or the, or the I think it's the Ra Squad or the Amin Raska. I don't... I'm just going to put it out. I don't care about none of them. I ain't, that's not my, my crew. I'm not with them or nothing like that. I just remember the, the, the incident. Why would I carry you over the line? Now, y'all can take that clip and do what you want. Make sure you just put a nice beat under it, though. Don't give me no techno stuff or nothing. You know, but why would I? You have to do your own work. There's some things you can't, you know, it's that false salvation. You know, like, I'm going to, I see Chief is over here doing that, and he's doing that. You know, that's why a lot of times when some of y'all say, well, where did I give donations? Donations are cool, I appreciate it, but why don't you join in the work? You hear me say that all the time. You can't, this, <laughs> this ain't the Catholic Church. You can't buy your way in. You have to put your own work in. You have to put your own effort towards it. And sometimes that's the problem when you see so much of this social media you start to really feel like you're a part of that person's journey back towards the light, and you don't realize it. No, you're just watching it. It's like watching people work out, and you're like, "Ooh, child," <laughs> you know. And you're over here watching 30 minutes of somebody else's aerobic workout, man, and you didn't burn any significant calories looking at them work out. So it's the same thing with with this work, man. You have to apply it in order to get where you're supposed to be. But you sitting here and observing someone else's work and someone else's journey doesn't make that you. Because my work is not your work. I was called to teach, but maybe you weren't called to teach. Maybe you were called for something else. So watching me teach doesn't get you closer to, to self-actualization and your purpose. Unless your purpose is to teach and you're watching me to learn. Now, of course, that's the easy answer. Everybody can say, well, yeah, I'm here. No, you ain't. No, you ain't. Because if we had a bunch of TJ, you loving it. Now you loving it, huh? She, I told you she'd be back. <laughs> she loved me in the morning. I told you. <laughs> but that's the thing. Some of you, you came here to dance. Some of you, you came here to, to make beautiful patterns in colors. Oh, man. Some of you came here to, to, to drum. Hey, man, you know if my mother hadn't sat me down sometime and let me cut out the patterns for the shirts and the daishikis and stuff she used to make for us, I might not be talking the way I talk right now. You know that? Give thanks, Plant OG. Yeah, I know it's a rough ride just doing it. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know that? 
you know, if my mom's wouldn't, uh, she used to do this thing, and I shared this, I think, once before, one time. I don't talk about my family much, man, but this is for you mothers, man, for you to understand sometimes the effect that you have that you may not realize. My mother, every time she used to bathe me, and I have images of this clip. I remember getting washed in the sink. That's how far my memories go back. I remember the sink. But she would take me out of the bathtub, and it was this blue towel we had. And she'd always put the towel around my waist, and she'd be like, look at you now. You're an African prince. Look at you. And then she would put me up on the counter, you know, because that's where the mirror, like we had a big, long mirror over the, it was a wide um, sink counter. And she'd stand me on the counter, and I'd look at myself with the towel wrapped around my waist, and she'd be like, yeah, that's, that you're an African prince. And you couldn't have told me different up until maybe 15. <laughs> Not that my mother was bathing me up to 15, but in my mind, I'm yeah, I remember, like, yeah, I'm, I'm an African prince. So her purpose wasn't to teach in that moment. Her purpose was to gas her son's head up. You see, to gas her son's head up into believing what the spirits already knew. Because then every reading I got after that was always like your royalty, your spiritual. I always got a reading saying your royalty. And sometimes because of my double-mindedness, I went against that reading. Because you know, some, a lot of my early readings told me your royalty and you are set to only mate with royalty. But then, big button, a smile. <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes a big butt and a frown. I didn't care as long as the big butt was coming along with it. And then I wasn't thinking about no royalty, you know, um, double-mindedness, right? So we all have different purposes. And I'm not saying that my mother's purpose was to tell me I was a prince or things like that or to say, hey, you know, come, come, come help me with these patterns. Or, well, she didn't need my help, you know what I mean? But what did it create? You see? So we got to do our own work. We have to do our own work. You see? And I could, I could tell you story on, on top of story on top of story, man. You know, of the encouragement that I got over the years from different people. Old man Johnson, man. Johnson. I don't know where he's at. I wish I could find him. He, he had a drug issue, man. He used to come to my barbershop and hang out. And uh, <laughs> he used to always say thank you kindly whenever you greet him. He's an old Southern man. But uh, he was on crack. But you would never know he was on crack. But, you know, because all my friends were peddlers. They, you know. But uh, he said, hey, hey, how you doing, Mr. Johnson? Good afternoon. Thank you kindly. Doing fine. You know. But that's how I learned about the thing. Because, you know, we in New York. Nobody talks like that. He, and he always wore a bandana around his neck like he's somewhere you know bailing cotton or something but um he knew everything i was doing oh my god that man knew when i got into computers he was like yeah i know you studying no computers now i'm proud of you how you know about it because it, it was something i kept a secret man because i used to read computer books and all my boys used to make fun of me because I didn't have a computer. <laughs> and they'd be like, you're the only one I know sitting here in the barbershop all day reading books on computers. You ain't even got a computer. Because back then they were like super expensive for computers. You couldn't get none for like less than $2,000. And I was like, let me just read these books now, you know. 
But um, the encouragement, man. The encouragement. Just to, maybe that was a part of his purpose. You see, things he would say to me. When he told me about what his life was like before he kind of, he never said he was on drugs, but, you know, he said, yeah, man, I used to have, I had two Volvos. He's bragging about these Volvos. But my wife, a Volvo, I had a Volvo. We had a beautiful house upstate, man. You know, and I remember one time, there was a young sister, Tasha. She was in the shop. She had just had a baby, and she wanted to come and show me the baby. So we sitting there, and Johnson walks in, and he just stood at the door, and he said, please, Lord God, just give me one more chance, and then turned around and left. I remember that scene, man, like it happened today. That was to, to hear an old man and a John. I'm saying old, but he was probably in his maybe 50s, late 50s. But I mean, that was like ancient to me back then. He could have been 90, you know. But um, to hear him say, "Please, Lord, Lord," no, he said, "Lord Jesus." He said, "Please, Lord Jesus, just give me one more chance." thinking about that, man. Y'all wonder why I go so hard. We got a lot of our people, man, who have been caught up in the nonsense from double-mindedness and have felt like they've blown their whole life. And I don't want people who study with me to have that experience, to be 50 years old, 40, even 30, and praying to the skies for one more chance at life. Thanks, Rikisha. I appreciate that. So that's why I don't play with you. That's why I don't play with you. Yeah, I'm going to give you the fire. You may not like it, and you may. Chief's a jerk. <laughs> Chief's a mean. He's a mean. You know, you might say all of that, but yo, you haven't heard some of the testimonies that I've heard in life. You ain't heard some. You know, maybe one day I'll tell you about the story about um brother I met, and I tell you honestly we were locked up together and um he told me about a, a dude he killed he wasn't locked up for murder i don't remember what he was locked up for but um he actually killed he killed the person who molested him as a child he he found him again as an adult and murdered him. And he had never told anyone and uh big old scary latino brother and I don't know how we ended up talking. And I, sometimes I have that effect on people. They just kind of start. <laughs> and he's sitting there, man, and tearing up. And, you know, like I saw at the corner of his eye. And he told me the whole story about from how he was, used to molest him as a child back in uh, Puerto Rico. And then when he went back for a funeral. And then how he ended up catching him out there, man. He killed the dude. I've heard some testimonies, man. You know, some of the saddest ones that you could ever imagine. So when I say fire and I'm not playing with you, you may think it's just because maybe I'm in a funky mood or, but you'll never know my mood. Like <laughs> my family doesn't know my mood, you know? So when y'all say things like that, you really don't know me like you might think you do. Um, my family jokes about that. Like, yo, he's an enigma. I learned that word from being called that. He is an enigma. You never know what's going on with him. Yeah. I, you know, so you don't know my mood, but there's certain spirits that I take on when I'm presenting to you so I can get it out. <laughs> but um, that's the running away from the truth. Somebody had mentioned that earlier. That's why we run away from the truth, man. We want 
we want milk and we want water. We just want to be affirmed constantly. Like my mother saying, oh, you're an African prince. Or, oh, you did a good job on those past. I probably messed them all up. You know what I mean? In hindsight, you know, I don't know. But, you know, um, oh, that's beautiful. You did. Because I've seen her do the same thing with my youth. Gas them up. And that's, like I said that one day, that's the beauty of a woman. That's why women lie so much. And sometimes as men, we don't understand why they lie the way they do. Yeah, happy Shango Day. Yeah, but we beyond that. We're going to teach Shango how to spit fire. You know, we bigger than, we're bigger than Nigeria. We're bigger than West Africa. We've been here before West Africa. We've been here when it was, when it was Asia. There's a reason why we're called the Asiatics. We were here when everything was connected and you could walk from one part to the other. We were here back then. Your, your, that blood, that old ass, ancient ass blood, that's in you. But yeah, man, women lie out there. They, they lie through their teeth. Woo! Now, why do women lie so much? Because they, they have to gas up their families. See, sometimes men look at it, they don't understand. They think, oh, women are just wicked, man. That's why they lie. It's not. No, it's not wickedness. That's not. It's just sometimes it's unbalanced because you don't know how to appreciate them for lying. You know, I've been in jail, hit by a car, most recent hit by a truck. Wow. While tripping in the parking lot. I got to read this one. Damn chats back up. I'm about to knock this thing over, probably. <laughs> All right. Ben, I've been in jail, hit by a car, most recent hit by a truck while tripping in the parking lot, walking into a store, suffered third degree burns, head trauma, and passing of my twin purpose. God damn, boy, you hard luck. Yeah, I don't want to be friends with you. I don't want to walk nowhere near you. God damn. You need a rabbit's foot or something to wear. A couple of them. 21 rabbit's feet. Man, you, you didn't have some bad luck. You, you probably need to start doing what you're supposed to do in life, man, and stop running from it. You definitely need to move. You know you're living in the wrong place. That's 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 a big thing of what's going on with you. You're living in the wrong place. You're not living your purpose, and you're being hard-headed. So now, you you know, you're getting knocked all over the place, man. We already know what that is with you. Ah, don't come nowhere near me. <laughs> don't come nowhere near me. All things have a reason. Yeah, the reason is, is hard-headedness. That's why all those things are happening to you. It's hard-headedness. You won't, you won't live on your purpose. That's what it is. You live on your purpose and, and you'll start getting into a better flow. But you've been listening to yourself for too long. And you've been listening to phrases like, all things have a reason. All things have... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes the reason is because you did something wrong. You know what I mean? Yeah, you can ash your old me to death, but you better start changing that lifestyle. All right? You got to start... You got to move. You got to move. You live in the wrong place. And I think you already know that. You already know that. You live in the wrong place, you know. So you're 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 in the jet stream of a reality that's not yours. You've been living in and couldn't leave my twin, huh? You know. Well, you know, twins die sometimes, and then they force you to make other decisions, you know. But um, your twin is your, is your higher self. Your twin is not your 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 earthly. That's not your doppelganger, you know. Oh, he did. All right, now I'll make some moves, man. You know, he released you. But um, anyway, I don't want to get too distracted by that. You know, I'm moving soon. Good, good. There we go. You already knew what it was. Yeah. Let us know when you move so we know that you wasn't lying about moving. <laughs> uh, I'm playing with you, sort of. Yeah. That's where a lot of a lot of that hard luck comes from, man. You know, we 
just won't do what we're supposed to do. So that's the, the double-mindedness with, with zigzagging. You could finish college in four years, you take nine years. <laughs> you know, because you did, or you could join one organization and you could get what, you, what you're supposed to have and you could grow and you can blossom, but you hard-headed. So, you know, I was in the Nation of Islam, then I was Sunni, then I was, I was with, you know, Saw Set Society, then I was a Khan, then I was, you don't need all of that. You can get it with one if you're committed. If you're committed, you can get it with one, you know? But a lot of times we're double-mindedness. We're double-minded, so we're all over the place, man. So, yeah, like I said, man, I've heard some of the, the hardest testimonies, and that's why I'm not here playing with you, you know, for the little bit of time I have, because a lot of my friends are dead for different reasons, and it's not just some street stuff, you know. I've had friends who've had uh, heart attacks and young, and I'm not saying, like, you know, Older, older guys, man. I mean, I had friends. Uh, shoot, uh, first year of college, so he was eighteen. Had a close friend who died of an asthma attack. You know, um, all kind of weird stuff, man. Yeah, now I've had a lot of friends shot and stuff like that, but um, just people dropping off, and you know, it accelerates when you're in you're in in time realities, man. So. You keep wanting that milk, you can't survive and run off of milk and water, man. You want to eat something a little heavier. And sometimes that's even representative of the culture community, man. There's, there's, such, there's such a strong fixation on um, light eating. And I know that might be like, oh, Chief, you just said, you know, bigums. That's why you're talking about. Or as Nicole said, thickums. You know, but I used to eat lettuce and, you know, I, I was raw for many, many years. And then I started realizing, like, you're not as strong as you really as you really built to be. You don't get a jaw like this for nothing. <laughs> you know, this is a get punched in the jaw kind of jaw and not get knocked out. I've never been knocked out. You know, so I need some. I, I need warrior's food. I got a warrior's appetite. You know what I mean? It's, it's tofu. Not that you should be eating tofu anyway. It's tofu ain't cutting. You know what I mean? Because there's real situations we're dealing with. And this beast over here is 230, 40 pounds solid. And he's taking Krav Maga. He's taking Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. He's taking kickboxing. And I'm over here jogging. <laughs> and on a 12-speed bike. And eating tofu. That, that, ain't, that, ain't, that ain't gonna cut it. You see? I'm, I'm gonna need to be able to push somebody back. Right? And I don't eat meat. So not that I'm saying like so I started eating steak, you know, just changing the perspective a little bit, you know what I mean? So, sometimes certain things are representative of other things, you know what I mean? And sometimes we're not aware of where we are and what we need to be doing, and as a result, the world is zooming past us, man, and we're, we're outmodding ourselves. All right, this, this live was probably the longest one so far. It was the longest one so far. And, you know, I told you I got a bunch of stuff I got to do before noon. Yeah, I'm um, looking at my reminder. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I, I don't know. Just I, I go with the flow sometimes. Sometimes you got to go with the spirit. You got to go with the energy. And I give what, what's needed based on what the energy says, man. But I'm telling you, man, it's fire time, man. Stop looking for water. And And, you know... Listen to women who are women. 
by your community's definition. Let me just put it that way. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm careful because I, you know, I don't, I don't want to talk about anybody or anything. But um, and listen to men who are men. I see too many suspect guys giving information that they shouldn't be giving. You know, I heard one little dude um, about my shipment. Important alert. I had to read that later. And then I mess up my shipment, man. You know, I got a, I got a, I, I got a new little thing coming that I'm going to be working on that I need that I got. Oh, I told you, my stand. I, I just got alert about the stand. I, I told you I was gonna. I told you I was gonna use the uh, super chats to buy a stand, so the thing doesn't keep getting knocked over. So that's that'd be cool. But I got a stand, then I can like go deeper into the woods, <laughs> hopefully. But um, yeah, sometimes I see guy. I saw this little guy, and he was talking about how women shouldn't have menstrual cycles and things like that. That's not his place to speak on that, man. You know what I mean? Even, even if I had to share that information with my daughter, I would share it with, with my woman and say, hey, this, I'm gonna, let me give you some stuff to break down or to study. You might want to go look at stuff. But you got to be careful of the sources, man, because the wrong source will pervert the information and you'll, it'll turn acidic instead of being nutritious to you. There's certain thing that, things that men should not be speaking on and there's certain things that women should not be speaking on. And there should be women and Chief, I'm not new to this. He told me off, y'all. I told you off. KMSL. I don't know who KMSL is. All right. Um. I guess that's a. I don't. I don't know that. Maybe that's one of them text abbreviations. I only know like two or three of them. You know what I mean? Um. But yeah, man, you got to consider the source. You know what I mean? Like, if I was here looking all suspect, <laughs> or, you know, like. One time a sis said something to me. She was like, you know, you're always talking about you're a polygynist. And I said, no, I, I've never even called myself a polygynist. So I don't know. I'm not polygynist. So I don't know what you're talking about there. Polygyny means multiple marriage. And I'm not married. And I will not get married. I have no intentions on marrying. You know, now sex is a marriage. So, I mean, we could proverbially say, yeah, you are married because I have had sex. Um... But no, sometimes I'll mention women because I want to make it clear what my stance is, right? Now that's not to denigrate anyone else's stance, but I want you to be clear on something. You're talking to a heterosexual man, right? Because I've had people make other kind of assumptions trying to move, shift what I'm saying in certain directions. I'm like, no, it's here. Like, don't, don't, try to twist around what I'm saying and apply it to places that it ain't going to apply to. No, you're talking to a heterosexual man. I'm patriarchal. So I'm going to give you all the stuff that I know is offensive and outlawed today. And not only am I heterosexual and patriarchal, but um, I mess with what I deal with and I'm committed to several women at once. Now, if you want to call it whatever you want to call it, you go right ahead doesn't really matter to me I'm still going to do it if you want to grab a book and say well yeah that's okay because the Quran permits it, that ain't why I'm doing it well that's okay because in, in, in the Torah 
That ain't what I'm doing. Okay, so you use your own standards of why you, of why you, but that's me personally, you know, so at least you know the perspective and the energy that's presenting what is presenting to you. I'm man. I'm all man. You know what I mean? So, uh, you may try to conceptualize something different in your mind because of where you're at. And I that, and that's okay, I get that, you know what I mean? But um, it's important to know where people are and why they do what they do. That's why you'll hear stories sometimes. Peace, I ain't seen you in a while, Brother Talib. You know, um, that's why sometimes I share the story so you understand the background. You need to understand, peace, Jamie. You another one, man, I ain't seen you in a minute, man. These are Facebook cats. Um, you need to understand the background of the people who are proclaiming to give you nutrition. Like I always say, ask why they got into consciousness, not just, okay, you hear me. Why, what made you do this? You know, so when you hear some of my stories, you hear like, that's why I share them. It's not because I like to just tell about my life. So when I tell you about Johnson, you know, and you hear like when yeah, he stood in the door and said, please, Lord, just give me one more chance. Like, that was a part of my spark in a certain direction, you know, or having a mother who instilled a sense of cultural pride. That was a, a, a mark in it. And I had a strong father too. So, and then sometimes I'll mention that. Yeah, my pops this, my mom's this. Now, why am I saying that? So you understand my background. I ain't no mama's boy. You know what I mean? I didn't, I didn't, I don't have a single mother tragic story. I didn't, that's, that wasn't my upbringing. Um, my my parents split, but um, I I had mother and father, you know what I'm saying. So I don't have that story, you know what I mean. But yeah, it was just it was just mama and and she took care of all of us. And no, I didn't have that. I had a pops who was who was making bread. <laughs> I had a pops who was who was bringing in the dough, you know what I mean. Um, my pops uh, drove a Mercedes back in the days. You ain't really see black men with Mercedes. Um, Pops drove him, uh, uh, a beige uh, Mercedes. It was a diesel. And uh, drove a BMW motorcycle. Which was a rarity back in the days. You see what I'm saying? Um, so, that ain't, I, that's not my story. You know? Um, <laughs> now, do I, do I have some other kind of you know, so you might say, where's all that hood stuff coming from? Because double-mindedness, man. You know, just, just, just. Uh, sometimes you, 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 you're, you're an outlaw, and sometimes outlaw energy is in your blood. You know, that come from my mama's side. <laughs> well, actually, nah, I think it come from both sides. Actually, that sense of being an outlaw and like f the system. And one of my my mother's favorite phrases when I was growing up was, "Don't let the system pimp you, pimp the system." Oh, take care. Give thanks. Appreciate that. Yeah. Wow, you taking care of me. <laughs> you taking care of me. You know, but her, one of her favorite phrases she used to always say to me was, don't don't uh, let the system pimp you. Pimp the system. Now, you know, imagine growing up with that from like hearing that, well, from forever, four or five years old, all the way through to your 20s and 30s. Remember what I always tell you? Pimp the system. Then you wonder what creates Chief Yu You see what I'm saying? So I share those things so you to get for you to get a sense of the of 
some of the background of how we ended up here and for you to understand that I'm not just some, some genius that landed on the planet, but there were people who poured into me and it was experiences that I took in and, and respected. And that's what, oh, give thanks, who do call this? Man, I, yeah, now I gotta go. Okay, we're gonna do the uh, food. We definitely gonna do the I'm thinking now all the things I, I wanna do. Cause I wanna do the food piece and the hygiene piece, but I, I haven't, you know what I haven't done in a minute? almost at where I could do it. Um, I used to do coat drives. You know, a good brother of mine, uh, good brother, we, we, we ran real heavy back in the days. Um, and he'll be coming home soon. He got into a situation a couple years ago where he beat the daylights out of two cops who were harassing him. And um, he went upstate behind that. So it was his first trip upstate. But um, keep your hands to yourself, you know? And I don't mean his, right? <laughs> you know? But, uh, you know, I was messing with him. I was like, man, you going to wait till we get this age to finally go up north? You know, I'm like, you and, You know, so he got a couple of years behind that up north for, for beating up these cops. Um, but back in the days, he came to me one day. He was like, yo, you. He was like, yo, I want to do a coat drive. I'm like, man, what's your angle? Because <laughs> he was one of them type of, you know what I mean? Uh, I was like, for what? You know, he was probably one of the most selfish people I knew. <laughs> and he was like, yo, man, come on. Like, he got all upset. He's like, yo, I just want to do, you doing you doing all this stuff, you all, I want to do something. You know, I was like, all right, all right, fine. All right. So we did a coat drive, you know what I mean? And, uh. He actually told me later, actually, where it came from. I gave this kid a coat once. I had forgotten about the incident, man. Um, I was, we were having a, a rehearsal, and he actually, he, he wasn't a musician, but he swung by. He was cool with the crew. And this kid walked by. It was probably like, it had to have been around November, December, maybe, maybe November. And um, we standing outside waiting for my man Chuck to open up the uh, rehearsal space. And this, this young young boy walks by. He's probably about maybe 10, right? So he's walking by, and we stand outside. We just, you know, just talking and everything. He had no coat. So I was like, so I was like, yo, shorty, where your coat at? You know what I mean? And he was like, I don't have one. And I was like, what, you lost your coat? Or you? He was like, I don't have one. So I was like, all right, come back over here at 3 o'clock, right? And, I'm, and, and I got something for you. So uh, Shorty came came back, you know. Uh, well, he actually came inside because the, the door was open at that point. So he came back in, and I took him to the app. And uh, uh, I think I think I took him. Oh, what was the name of that store? It was next to Buster Browns. I don't even have Buster Browns anymore. <laughs> I can't remember the name of the store. I don't know. I'm, I'm getting. I'm you know remembering. But yeah, I took him out. I bought him. I bought him a bought him a nice. I bought him two joints actually. Uh, I bought him a nice uh, goose, you know, um, and then I got him this 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 other joint. Um, it was like a bomber. It was, it was going back, but it, it was it was dope. Like it was something that like, you know, he could wear. And, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and feel proud. But uh, I didn't even realize he, my man was there that day. So he told me later, he was like, "Yo, when I seen you get that kid the coat, whatever, you know what I mean? What you want?" I was like, "Yo, I want to do that." So. 
Uh, that's what I'm thinking about. I haven't done one of those in a minute, man. Coat dry. So we might be able to do both. I don't know. I don't know. We might be able to do both. Yeah, goose. <laughs> back then, uh, <laughs> you know, you know, old head, man. But back then, we had the triple fat goose. <laughs> but I, I don't think I got I think this was kind of a little bit after. Yeah, this was after, like, like when triple fat goose was big, like, in the late 80s. This was after that. This was probably like early '90s. So it wasn't it wasn't a triple fat goose, but it was a goose. It was it was a nice goose joint. You know what I mean? Got him. I got him the goose joint, and then I got him. I'm trying to remember the other one I got him. But man, this boy smile. The other thing, I got a big teeth. Woo! This boy was smiling <laughs> from ear to ear, and um, I remember I took him home because um, you know I didn't I didn't want him like I didn't want his, his mother or his father think he, you know, he stole it or whatever. And um, when I took him back to his rest, his sister answered the door. And she started going off. I was like, no, no. I was like, she's like, what, 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 he, what he do? And I was like, he ain't do nothing. Like, like, chill, 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 you know. And then the grandmother was in there. Yeah, Mama Love was, was, was in the spot. And he started crying. Oh, man, he started crying. I remember that. He started crying. And uh, I was like, why are you crying, shorty? I like, yeah. And he just, you know, and um, yeah, man. So I had forgot about the whole the whole thing, actually. You know what I mean? But um, back then, I was making a lot of bread. You know, I was, I was, I was real cakey. So, you know, if you're cakey, you got to, you know what I mean? You got to spread the batter around a little bit. You know what I mean? So it wasn't nothing to do. Whatever. Plus, man, come on, man. You're going to see a, a child walking down the street. It, it was cold. Yeah, snot all down. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, nah, man. That ain't, that ain't nothing to do. You know what I mean? Um, as much as I wasted on clothes and stuff like that, especially back then, you know what I mean? Keeping up with certain fashions and all, all that cheap hood jewelry <laughs> we used to buy, <laughs> thinking we was doing something. You know? But, um, yeah, man. So, fire. Fire upon the mountain, man. Fire's on the mountain, man. We got we to... Gotta, Purify each other with fire, and and we gotta love each other enough, man, that we we don't trip, you know. So that's why I said sometimes I share some of that background a little bit with you all, just so you understand a little bit about the motivation, you know. And you're not gonna get the fullness of it, because right? I ain't gonna tell you. <laughs> but uh, these are the things that you need to ask these people. That that's how it was back in the day. We have millionaires hold up in the hood. Now they all live in Atlanta. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. There was a lot. Of, there was a lot of uh, people back then who was cakey, but um, <laughs> th that wasn't drug money. <laughs> so, so just, so just to be clear on something, you know, what I mean, I was cakey, but um, yeah, that wasn't. You know, we we had we had hood stars too. I'm kicking the thing again. I had to stretch my legs. I'm sorry. Um, we had hood star stars too, but for different reasons, man. You know what I mean? But Nah, that wasn't that wasn't for flipping nothing. Uh, but I I I was involved. I'll be honest. I was in statutes of limitation. I was involved in some things that would be considered immoral um, for a long time. You know, um, whatever. I, I still don't personally consider it immoral. So it is what it is. What it is. You know what I mean? But. Uh, yeah, we we had a lot of people, especially back then. But 
um, in a particular place that I, that I lived in, um, there was a there was a sense of town pride, if you will, and a lot of people knew each other in that sense. But we had some stars that come out, that came out of there that weren't um, interested in doing much, which I never got upset about. People used to get upset about it. I didn't because I felt like. You know, everybody says, "Oh, get back to the hood." I don't, I don't, I don't, I never subscribe to that, me personally, because I've seen people get done dirty in the hood. You know, I've seen people, you know, like I've seen dudes who you were friend with, friends with, like they'll they'll impregnate your sister, and you know, coerce her into an abortion or just not take care of the child. Like that's that's hood. You know what I mean? Like I've seen people's mothers get robbed trying to come home, you know, or, um, you know, just dudes get jumped just because somebody's trying to show off for a girl, you know, things like that. And then there's other aspects to the hood, you know, so when people like get back to the hood and I understand, you know, get back to the people, but sometimes the people can be kind of rotten, you know, so I understand not everybody has the same kind of experience growing up where they have that sense of love because sometimes they weren't shown love. And sometimes they, they, they climb their way out of those situations and they're like, I ain't, I'm not looking back, <laughs> you know. I'm glad I finally escaped out of there. And I, I completely understand that. And, you know, everybody's experience is different. Um, I don't go back to my hood and do anything. You know, I used to. I, used to, I When I was there, I did things. But... I started moving around and I kind of internationalized myself, you know? Um, so I do stuff all over the place, but like, even if I say a clothing drive or a food drive, I'm not thinking about my hood. I'm just thinking about where the people need it, you know? Um, so I think everybody has a different perspective on that one. And I don't, I don't fault any of them because, you know, um, you work for what you work for. <laughs> And sometimes people could lay claim to it. You know, like if I was one who was, you know, shouting out my hood and getting credit as a result of that, that would be a little different. But um, not everybody has that. You know what I mean? Like, so, you, you know, I, that's just me. You know, I guess it's, it's up for debate, I guess, because it's, it's an opinion. It's not a truth, you know. But I don't expect anything from anyone. But I know a lot of times we have the resources to do a lot, man, and we just... We're, we're, we've established handouts as a part of our economy, and we don't really need to. Because sometimes it, it didn't take much to, to take Shorty to. I didn't take him to Buddy's. Buddy's was the big man shop. That's where Heavy D used to shop, the big and tall shop. It's next to Buddy's. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm trying to remember this shop. Where we went, it wasn't. Because um, now I think it's Dr. J's, but it was something else before that. gonna come to me. I know it was some, I think it was some Asians that ran it. Damn. I, <laughs> I don't know. It's gonna come to me one day. I don't know. Probably as soon as I end the live. But yeah. But yeah, there's a lot that we could do. So even now, man, think about the information I've given you. What can you do with it, right? Emergency preparedness. How about this one? Do you guys know first aid and CPR? I know you want to know about metaphysics, man, but Somebody choke on a piece of tofu. Can you can you bounce it up out of the esophagus? You know what I mean? If it goes down the wrong pipe. Um, 
you know first aid and CPR? Uh, how about this one? These segments that I do, do you have an archive of them? The ones that really impacted you and you really got, do, do you have them? Like in case something happens and they're no longer here or you have you know you don't have access to it, do, do, do you do you have the information that you need or certain books that really help you, whether they be medical books or books on identifying herbs, things like that, do you have those somewhere digitally and physically? Esme's on it. She said yes to everything. <laughs> you know, um, so those are some of the things that that's the fire, the fire baptized <laughs> stuff that we may not want to hear, but that we we need to hear. You know, all eyes on me. Yeah, you got a copy of All Eyes on Me. You know what I mean? I do. I got the, I got the double CD, Tupac. <laughs> all eyes on me. But you know, <laughs> I don't know if that's what you're talking about, but that's what I, that's what I'm that's what I'm taking it to be. <laughs> Should we be doing collective organizing? I have found it hard to convince people. Don't convince anybody to hell with them. Like opening a cooperative grocery store. Nah, F them. You know, that was a question you asked in the comments, La Cruz. I meant to actually, I was going to answer that. You said, how do I get people to, first of all, you're a woman. Ain't nobody listening to you. Shouldn't nobody be listening to you, really? Yeah, I know. Fire. You want it? Shouldn't nobody listen to you. You shouldn't be out there in the lead like that. You take that crap from the conscious community, and that's why they haven't done anything. You know, your your job is to support the homestead. That's it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Let your man, the woman master, her domain is the home. The man's domain is society. The, the two work hand in hand. You know, that's his base that he launches from. And the work that he does in society gives her honor and gives her resources to do more. That's you don't a lot of you sisters go out and you want to organize programs and stuff like that that's not you now again you may say that's sexist it is sexist it is there's something that i'm here to do and there's something that you're here to do period you know what i mean um you couldn't convince me of nothing i wouldn't follow you to the goddamn bathroom a real man ain't gonna listen to you right so and I know brothers might be like, well, my mother give me a lot of advice. That's why you a sucker and you ain't really doing nothing. That's why. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Most of these, these movements and organizations are super matriarchal. Yeah, the goddess, the goddess. F that. F that nonsense, man. No. No. You can't. What drives forward positive masculine energy is the stimulus. You want to move in a direction you need masculinity. Period. You know what I mean? So I know people don't want to hear that and they and they feel some type of way, but that's because probably most of you, and I'm not saying you, LaCruz, I'm just saying in general, most of y'all were raised by single mothers. Period. You didn't have a father who protected you. You didn't have a father who provided for you. You didn't have a, 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 a father who provided a covering. You didn't have a, a father who, who provided authority or who was an authority. You didn't have none of that. So when I start using that language, it's foreign to you because it's like, what do we need men for? But you, you you don't know the value of it because you, you never had it. But again, I'm telling you what made it. I did a whole segment about my uncle when he transitioned. I'm showing you what makes the chief you young. I'm not discounting my mother because I've talked about my mother. I've talked about my aunts. I've talked. 
family is where the strength is, right? And like I said, my parents split. So what about what if, what would I have gotten even more if they hadn't, right? But at least I had some of it, <laughs> you know. So what I'm what I'm saying is that um, f all that cooperative. I'm tired of all these bills. Hey, you know, a man ain't there just to pay bills. <laughs> you got to stop putting a man in that place of um, a job assignment, because that's why a lot of a lot of guys don't want you. Not you, Ashley, but in general. Because when you meet a guy, you're like, yeah, I need somebody to come help me with this. Why would I do that? Because some simp convinced me that I'm supposed to to be a real man? Yeah, brother. You get with the sister, you go in there, you're supposed to alleviate her burden. She should... F all of that. <laughs> no. Nobody told you to put that burden on you. Sometimes it's... Bro... It's your poor choices in mating because you were mating because he smelled good or because he had a big schlong or he had a nice car. Now you got children and this and that and then somebody's supposed to come and clean that up for you. Bro, not a wise man. A wise man will sidestep you like you do not understand. So there's so, there's so much fire just in that that needs to be taught that people are not speaking about. Because again, a lot of times there's certain sympathy shown towards certain female raggediness because your mama was female raggedy. So now, you know, everyone, you know, I am pleased with life. I said, where are the men you talking about? I don't know. Well, you talk, you typing in all caps, Ashley. So I don't think you're the woman that the men that I'm talking about would want. You got to tone yourself down a little bit. And then maybe we can have a conversation about if we would actually want you. But once women start talking in all caps like that and saying, where are these men? That's usually a sure giveaway that she's not one of the men that one of the women that we want so you can actually learn how to be one of the women you can learn or you can keep demanding that you get one of those men but you're not entitled to them yeah laugh, you laughing now so I already see what you're about so either you'll say something that makes sense now or you're going to throw some emojis up and explain the emoji and say something that makes sense but if not then we already see what's going on there and like Kashia just said be our new a lot of sisters are demanding men all the time, but you can get these, these punk men that you've been with, but if you get with a real man, he's going to refine and he's going to reform you. And a lot of you don't want that. So you're stuck. And you don't realize that a lot of men, I had a sister say something to me recently. She was like, you know, chief, I'm, I can be hard-headed. I'm a lot to handle. And I said, not for me because I have no interest. I'm laughing because you were talking my taking my text very wrong. I ain't taking shit wrong, Ashley. Don't type in, in, in all caps to a man. I'm not taking anything wrong. That's part of the problem. You're a woman. I'm a man. I see through you. You can't see through me. So you needed to hear that, that profanity. Learn something. Those are females who don't grow up with men. When you don't grow up with a man... You always assume that you have an intellect over a man. So when he says something to you, you say, oh, you took that the wrong Negro, I didn't take nothing the wrong way. I can see through you. I can read you like a book. And if I wanted you, I could have you. Why? Because I'm a real man. You're not used to that. And that's a lot of the problem that a lot of you sisters have. You, you come in double-minded agenda. You're not coming in ready to submit because you don't see any value in submitting. So a man says something, the first response is, oh, let me explain that. You didn't get that. 
Negro, there's nothing you can say that I don't get because I'm smarter than you. The creator made me smarter than you so I could lead you. How could I lead you if I'm not smarter than you? Y'all don't want to hear that. My mind is clicking off. This is what I'm saying, which you're not ready to hear. And this fake matriarchal conscious community, they're never going to tell you that. They're never, ever going to tell you that. They're going to keep the, the goddess, the goddess, the god. Most of these dudes who tell you that don't even have women themselves, let alone a family. And you still listen to them. I'm telling you how you produce greatness. I'm telling you how you do it. And this assumption that black men, read my book, Noir Mel, if you're confused about it, and listen to the music project. I break it down in the book. There's a stigma that's put on us men all the time. Y'all sit here, this, this happened recently in our name. A woman coming to me with all this help. Oh, chief, help me with Helen. I'm helping her left and right. But as soon as I say something about her that she doesn't want to change, now all of a sudden I don't know what I'm talking about. Oh, chief, let me explain. Oh, chief, you took it the wrong way. Taking things the wrong way is an assumption that I'm listening emotionally. That means now you're insulting me because you're telling me I'm listening like a female. I'm not listening emotionally, so I'm not going to take things a certain way. When you're listening emotionally, then now you're applying feeling and emotion to what's presented. I'm a man, so I'm no, I don't listen like that. I'm listening logically, and I'm giving logic to you. You see? But you're used to dealing with gaffes. Now spell, spell gaff backward, or sagaff. You're used to dealing with that. You're used to dealing with guys who are hyper-emotional because they didn't have a father. See, when you grow up with a strong father, you can't be, you, you can't be hyper-emotional. And I'm going to tell you why. Your father would knock your ass out. <laughs> so you learn to tell that. I can always tell guys who didn't grow up with a father. I didn't grow up like that. I, let me try to get, you know, mommy, why don't you shut up? I, I couldn't even think to say anything like that. Yeah, my mom, my mom was, would put put them hands on you. You know, that was hands, sticks, all kind of stuff. But Pops was right. I remember one time I was playing a, a game with my mother. It was like a family game. And I said, I'm going to beat your behind in this game. Or I'm going to whip your behind. Pops hit me in the back of my head. He was like, don't ever talk to your mother like that. Okay. I remember that like it was yesterday. Okay. You know, and I'm thinking I'm just saying what, I was a little little boy. You know what I mean? But I'm thinking I'm just saying what people say when you're playing games and stuff. But it's a nah. You don't talk to your mother like that. You don't even use words. You don't even say behind to your mother. <laughs> you know what I mean? So this is what a lot of us are missing, and we grow up without that, and then we have a misconception about females. Some dudes grew up on porno, and that's how they conceive females, or they grew up with simp culture. Big Mama and this and all that, man. We got to learn to treat each other like better people. We got to start there. You know, and then as far as a man, let me, I'm going to tell you, man, a lot of y'all are single because of stuff like that. As soon as I hear a woman say, like, oh, let me explain it to you. Let you it, what? Explain what? What? You take your feeble mind somewhere. You can't explain nothing to me. Nothing. The best, most you can do is deeply explore the instructions 
system that I'm giving you. That's the best thing you can do. But if you feel that you're in any position to explain something to me while I'm steadily observing and looking at your life in the mess that it is, you must think I'm an idiot. You must think I'm like retarded. I'm looking at your life and looking at it be a mess and you're thinking that you have any level of intelligence over me. How do we build an empire like that? How do we build a nation with that kind of thinking? So this fire, there's enough fire to go around, man. There's enough fire to go around, whether we're talking about spiritual matters, whether we're talking about gender, whether we're talking about how we relate to each other. You know, um, we have really been, like Al-Haj Malik Shabazz said, we have been bamboozled. We have been hoodwinked. And there are some who will stand forward and say, no, this is where we need to be to get to where we need to go. You have architects, just like Cristobal Colon had Moorish navigators when he came to this region. He had somebody say, we've been there, we know how to get there. And then you have a lot of other people who will speculate on belief. I just happen to not be one of them. I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna stay in belief for you. You know, oh, there's a bunch. My dad's blind, but try him and suddenly he sees. You cannot see. I don't know what you're talking about. What y'all talking about? I'm listening and not being rude. I'm not saying you're being rude, Ashley. I'm not saying you're being rude. All right, so to be clear, I don't think you're being rude. I think you don't understand something and I just gave you some understanding. That's all. It's not... Don't, don't think like... <laughs> I want you guys to understand something before I go. This has been a long segment. You can't be a nation builder and be easily triggered. So sometimes like when I talk, people be like, oh, chief is going off. And oh, I'm saying you are. Oh, you're saying I'm being rude? I don't care. So sometimes people think that, oh, like you got triggered. You cannot be a nation builder or you can't get to the point the things that I'm teaching you, you can't come to the understanding of the things that I know and be that egotistical. I've said it before. I'm saying it again. I'm very understanding. Okay, cool. You can't have both. Okay? So when I speak, sometimes people are like, oh, chief, going on. No, I'm just talking like a man talks. If I was sitting here in all white and I was smiling and saying, oh, sister, I understand that. You know, then everything is cool. But when I start talking like a man... Because so many of you are not used to that because we don't see... The only time you really see representations of that is when you watch hockey or you look at police brutalizing somebody. Because you sure as hell don't see it in the conscious community. So, it gets confusing. So if I say, hold on, wait a minute, sister, wait a minute. Let me tell you how to... Now it's like, uh-oh. No, it's not uh-oh. Just Listen. Just like sometimes you might hear your aunties in the, in the kitchen and they'll be going at each other and, and like it sounds like arguing, but they're really playing with each other. But, but if you're not used to being around women, you don't know. Or sometimes a woman will offer to do something nice for you and you think she's trying to manipulate you because you never you never had a woman do something nice for you. You don't understand what femininity is, you know, and, and so it. it Sometimes it's on the feminine side. Sometimes it's on the masculine side. Sometimes you don't understand how a man shows love. If you say something crazy and a man says, wait a minute, and he corrects you, I didn't call you a name. 
I didn't say you stupid or yeah, no. I said, well, no, no, that's the problem. And I'm correcting you. I come in peace and love. Okay, that's fine. What are you talking about? See, this is, I don't need a man for my business, but as a partner. Ashley, listen for a second. And if you can't listen, then stop talking. <laughs> don't tell me you come in peace and love. I don't give a shit about that. Listen. Don't keep pouring words in. It's You have an opportunity to listen and learn. I don't need a man for my business. I could do I could break you down right now. Everything you just said was off. But this is an opportunity to learn and to grow. Kashia, don't 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 keep giving out information. You gave her a show to go listen to, and, and right now in the moment, she's getting an opportunity. But let's not get distracted by Ashley Williams. <laughs> We appreciate you, Ashley, and I'm saying I'm sharing what I'm sharing out of love, but I come in peace and love. No, you don't. No, you don't. Now, do we need to do a breakdown of what peace and love is, or how about a breakdown of respect? But see, the thing is, I respect you enough to know that you're not going to listen to logic. Because I see you. That's respect. So there's no point in me wasting my time doing that. But what I'm saying is that, you know, uh, been deflecting and distracting in the first message. Exactly. This is why we are in a lot of the spots that we are in as a people. Honestly, this is why we, we're, we're in such bad shape. And we have to be able to take the fire, learn and grow. And I'm, I'm sorry a lot of you don't want to hear it, but I've said it before, the original man is your Messiah. Who do you think is going to pull you out of this mess? And it's not because I can come and pay bills or I can come and clean the gutters or I can, um, you know, kill a roach or a spider that's on your wall or I could take the children to, to basketball practice. That's not, what's, that's not, you know, I, I can do more than that. And part of it is that I can give you, like Tahuti gave Haru, I can give you the words of life, the makaru, that restore balance. But you have to accept it. Just like Haru had to accept Tahuti's words, you have to accept it. But in order to accept it, you got to be able to see who's giving it. But a lot of you don't see it. A lot of you matriarchs think you're in control and you just use the men as they come for little things like, well, oh, chief, teach me this, teach me that. That's why I don't answer a lot of your questions a lot of times because they're stupid questions. And I'm just going to give it to you real. They're dumb questions. They're deep to you, but they're, they're stupid. Because they lead nowhere. And I'm trying to lead you somewhere. Well, some of you. People in our new, they're being led. This is on YouTube, so <laughs> so you do whatever you want to do with it, but that's why you screwed up, man. You don't respect me, and I don't respect you. Now, I don't mean me personally. I'm saying men don't respect women, and women don't respect men. If we could see what each other is supposed to do, if we, I hate being misunderstood. Ashley, you're not misunderstood. We're seeing right through you, sweetheart. You're not, you're not deep. You're not saying anything new, Ashley. 
Nobody's misunderstanding you. You are misunderstood within yourself. You're saying a certain thing and you're thinking, yes, yeah, it's clear as day, exactly. You're thinking you're saying a certain thing because of where your brain is at. That's where your thinking is. And that's a part of your arrogance and your ego because you assume that when you say something, there could be there could be nothing maligned inside of it. There could be nothing wrong with what's being said. So if any, somebody points out something wrong inside of what you said, it's because they don't understand. So therefore, you have no room to grow. Your cup is so full, nothing can be poured into it. So at this point, Ashley, I'm not actually even talking to you. I'm talking to all the people on the line who have an Ashley mindset. You ain't got it. Now, Ashley, I know for a fact, if I sat here and started asking you about your life, we'd see all the screwed up positions that you're in. I already know it. I know it from your first comment. We see all the screwed up. The first comment you made showed your level of spiritual development, where you're at right now. And that's not a, that's not a knock. But where you're at is beneath where I'm at. But the problem is, sometimes we're so full of ourselves that we can't imagine that there's more to learn. Or that people can actually see us because we spend so much time, we don't fellowship with other people. I spoke about that yesterday when I talked about Euphrathrow. Euphrathrow and, and, and Socrates. Do you know why Euphrathrow thought he was so beyond and like he could teach Socrates? You gotta understand the history of Athens at that time. It's because Euphrathrow, he lived in the, on a farm in the country and, and Socrates lived in the inner city. So when Socrates was, was speaking and giving philosophy and stuff, he had people there to challenge him. So Euphrathrow is out there in the country and he's believing he's a priest. You know, he's believing he has all of this devotion to the gods and he knows the intentions of the gods and things like that because there's no one there to challenge his theorem. You see? So it's just like if, if I never did lives, but I only just did pre-recorded segments, I would think I'm a, not that I would, but I'm just saying, and I lived in a bubble only of this, I would think that I'm a genius because there's no one there to challenge my perspective of where I'm coming from. And then once it gets challenged, if I don't have a logical answer, I could just say, well, you don't understand what I said. I can then play victim. Oh, no one understands me. I hate when people don't understand me. I'm playing victim now. Instead of recognizing that maybe my theory is not as tight as I think it is. You see? That was the whole the whole science there with Euphrathrow and Socrates. Socrates was challenging Euphrathrow, but he was doing it in a way like I do, where he was just asking questions. Well, do you think this? And do you see you see through me? Okay, cool. So um he was he was challenging, and I know, I know. Y'all thinking I'm gonna say something in response to that. But like I said, no, it's okay, Talisha. Let her keep going. Because I want y'all to look at that and look and see if you see any of yourself in that. Look and see if, you, if, if you're looking at that like, have I ever done that? Thank you, Ashley. Thank you. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart because there's some scenarios that I can't provide. And you are providing a scenario for us right now. Thank you. You know? Um, I don't know you. 
you're not my friend. <laughs> so it's not like I'm like, how'd you come on my live? You're like, I don't. Yeah, you're too personal. You know what I mean? But um, <laughs> thank you for providing that because there's a lot of sisters looking at you right now like, oh, that's what it looks like. That's what Chief talks about sometimes. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so, you know, don't be triggered, Ashley. This is not about somebody being triggered. This is about this is about her not being wise. So, and use that as an opportunity to see times when maybe you haven't been as wise as you should be, you know, or when someone is presenting knowledge in front of you and you're just stuck, you know. So, who cares? You know, don't worry about it. Stop trying to minister to her. Again, that's the problem that we have as a people, wasting our time with deflection. Don't waste your time. Think about everything that I've already said in this segment. Has it not been enough to grow off of? She's purposely not listening. You don't have to give her new words. You don't have to say, think about this, Ashley. Think about that. Think. You don't have to do that. She, everything has been here. She's chosen not to take it because she's self-centered. So just look for yourself in that. That's the key. You know, know somebody help you. Don't help her. Don't leave her. Leave her be. Leave her right where she's at. The help has been in this whole segment. She's chosen not to listen to. So, that's one of the reasons why we're in such bad shape because we we can't identify our own. You see, and then we let all kind of disrespect come into the space. But like I said, you can't get to my level and be easily triggered. You, it's hard to ruffle my feathers, and. I'm asking for your help, not your ignorance. Uh-huh. So like I said, you don't you you're not worthy of it, Ashley. You haven't shown yourself worthy. You've been you've actually been a little disrespectful. So um what you can do is you can humble yourself and then you can go back and listen to what was said already. You know, now I'm a battery dying. You can go back and listen to what was said, but you're not worth it. The the value in the gems that I that I bring I do. I see her great pain. Shannon, stop. I am not even going to read the rest of that. She's not in pain. She's hard-headed. I don't want to call her names. I'm trying to avoid that. That's the problem that we do. You know, we see a sister being disrespectful and being unruly. The first thing we say, oh, that sister's in pain. No. But if I was acting like that on somebody's live, nobody would say that brother's in pain. We'd say, come on, brother, get your stuff together. Brother's ignorant. Y'all be calling me nigga and all kind of things. She's not in pain. She's disruptive. There's a difference. She's not asking for help. She's just being disruptive. Then she's saying slick stuff to try to trigger me. You know what that is? That's devilish behavior. That's what that is. She's not in pain. She's not in pain. Stop. Giant disrespect. Exactly, Gloria. Giant disrespect. But we always... That's the simp mind. Oh, we gotta go to sisters. F that. F that. Listen. Don't even pay her any attention. Ashley, you got the gems right there. I'm giving them away for free. And you can humble yourself. And you can apologize. Or you can stay stuck. But the rest of us are moving forward and having beautiful lives. And continuing forward with our day. You can stay stuck where you're at. Who gives a damn? 
there's enough people out here to care about. You see? So that's what I'm just using that as an example for the rest of you. I'm not even going to acknowledge her at this point, you know, and I know she's still saying disrespectful stuff. Don't worry about it. I'm not even going to block her. Let her, let her, <laughs> let her go. That's what I'm saying. You got to be able to see what's in front of you, man. And sometimes we get tricked by that. And um, I'm not one of them. I've been doing this for a long time, long time and helping people. For a long time, since the days of triple fat goose, <laughs> I've been helping people. And I've seen there are people who will waste your time and there's people who are really coming who are thirsty. And I, I know how to spot the difference. Some of you may not know how to spot it because you haven't been doing this as long. But I'm showing you how to move past it. But like I said, you can't, you can't be egotistical and you can't be triggered or you'll never be able to get anything done. You got to have one mind. You can't be double-minded with a human mind. And, 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 you know, and a divine mind, you got to be clear in that way you're seeing with this. All right. So I'm going to get out of here. I told you I got some heavy stuff to do today. And this was a super long live. But we had like 90 people on, you know, but, um, willfully you learn something from everything. I think we went on a journey today, right? And willfully everyone was able to teach each other, you know, and that's what you got to start looking at these divine coincidences as they're not, they're not distractions. They're not, they're not detours. Cause I know how to manage it. Cause at any moment I could have just hit the block button. I didn't do it for a reason. Like that's for you. I let her call me blind and everything and disrespect me for your stinking asses. All right. I'm out. Peace. Enjoy your day.